2: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport.
3: Good afternoon and Merry Christmas. You're listening to me, Paul Hawkesby, alongside Andy Jacobs. We're through until four here on Christmas Day. Ho, ho, ho. That's very good, that, yeah.
4: Coming up in the show, we'll be bringing you some of our favourite clips from the week. Uh, not from the week, of the week. From <laughs> what a great start. Oh, don't hours. worry about it. Three hours.
3: <laughs> he's, he's been on the on, been Why? on the sherry. Why
4: expect anything different? Been
3: on the sherry this morning. <laughs> Are you the... going to
4: turn over a new leaf at Christmas and get everything right? <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. Including the best of Alan Brazil, Fisherman's Blues, Mike Parry and many, many more. That's right. We'll also bring you uh, some of our favourite interviews from the past 12 months. We'll be hearing from the likes
3: of Gary Lineker, Frank Skinner, Ross Noble, David Lloyd. David. Hello, David. Danny Baker, Ian Wright, and many, many more. So, without further ado, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Very Merry Christmas to
4: one and all. Merry Christmas to one and all. Merry Christmas to you, Paul, and all you and yours, as they say. Yeah. And, uh, not very often, but they no, do still very, say. Very, very <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited this year because I've got uh, Sockley Park and his family over. Oh, really? Coming over, yeah. Are they
3: big eaters? Well, Sockley.
4: Not, they're, they're vegans, but yeah. you know, we're, we're adjusting for them.
3: Looking at Sockley, I imagine Sockley's <laughs> one of those that he eats and then he regurgitates for the rest of his family. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a bit like a seagull. <laughs> what a thought. <laughs> <laughs> if you're sitting at the table, having to watch that, it's not, it's well, not, it's not easy, is it? Really? So we'll, we'll you get, get everything you long. wanted, Andy. Oh yes. You're mean. you're wearing a, a a beautiful Chelsea onesie uh, yeah, today that, that you've worn. Time for the show Thanks. with a cod piece for some reason I was that know, was that the nice. other was that the other item you were given that's so my it's two a really good look for this year it's a good look we'll fo- <laughs> we'll send out a picture of that a little bit uh, later on well, you're probably wondering why I'm wearing this top hat I am it's actually. nice isn't it very yeah. Nice, yeah I've decided today somebody's <laughs> yeah. bought it for me Hell, yeah. and I thought from now I'm going to wear a top hat let's <laughs> just see if anybody says anything
4: <laughs> but, Well, uh, I tell you who will be impressed who's that Edward Ellis Jones yeah that's, uh, that's Martin Ellis Jones yeah he was his brother he does he only does flat caps Oh, you're on fire, you are.
3: (laughs) Too many quality street. So anyway, should we crack on? Yes, please. We'll bring you the first set of clips, and we start with the best of the king of mid-mornings. It is Jim White from uh, the last year. And we'll kick off with Jim having a lovely conversation with himself.
5: Chelsea have until 12 noon today. Do they have until 12 noon tomorrow? Let me tell you, they've got until 12 noon today. They better get the skates on, but they've got the skates on.
3: Oh, OK, fair <laughs> enough. Okay. It's, it's like a one-man show. He yeah. doesn't need that any gifts. was the old Tommy Cooper skates <laughs> <cross. laughs> It was. Yeah, turning on the half turn. <laughs> I, 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 I got the skates on. Yeah, it yeah, is.
5: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And on a similar theme. That is then. This is now, or in fact, to be more accurate,
3: yesterday yeah of course that which clears that one up now the callers obviously form a large part of Jim's fine show, mm. and clearly they have a great bond with the man himself.
5: Dean, you're a Manchester United fan. Where do you stand on that? Good morning,
4: Mr. Smith. yeah,, like, very warm, Mr. Smith, good morning, Mr. Smith. <laughs> I've forgotten that one, so I like this section, because it reminded of clips throughout because
3: you've got such a bad memory. this is like you're hearing them for the first I know, time. it's, marvelous it's great, for me. isn't it?
4: yeah, but whilst the callers might not know Jim. He certainly knows them. Are you ready to play Sports Crazy Sports Fact, Adam? Yeah, let's go for it. I like you.
3: (laughs) You haven't even met him yet. Bit creepy, Jim. I'll be honest, bit (laughs) creepy. Uh, This is Jim uh, with quite a
5: disturbing uh, train of thought. Paul, the Liverpool fan, thanks so much. All happens, doesn't it? I've got this (laughs) mental image of him dropping a load on somebody. (laughs) Not this afternoon, I hope. (laughs)
4: Dear me. Yes. Here's Jim just after the 12 o'clock news. Welcome back. All of a sudden, it's lunchtime.
3: I'm pleased about that. Okay. <laughs> it's a bit early, really. All of a sudden. We kind of crept up on you, didn't we? late elevens The last two hours. Uh, <laughs> we think uh, this clip has won our award for best return from an ad break of the year. Just getting some tissues, boys. <laughs> OK, thank you very much. Almost well, too much information. Although this, We don't really want to know why. No, we don't. Although this
4: ran it close.
1: You're all right. It's Jim White on TalkSport.
4: Woof! <laughs> <laughs> sure he wasn't being crushed.
3: I think he could have been. it has got a very wet nose, Jim. Have you <laughs> noticed that? I've noticed that one or twice. <laughs> anyway, this is Jim with news of a quite spectacular competition. I wish I was the lucky contestant in this one, Natalie.
5: Today on Talksport, we're giving away one lucky listener.
3: Wow. Oh, well, Jim, like a, Jim
4: can afford it. We can't afford to give away any of our We
3: can't <laughs> give away a listener. Yeah, he's got a few. In, but, you know,
4: but what would, what would the listener be expected to do? It's quite worrying, know, yeah. isn't it? Um, what's next? He gets all the big guesses, Jim. And he here does. he is with former Ipswich and Palace striker, Shefty Kuki. One or two people, Shefty, are identifying with your story.
5: And I mean by that, At the age of 12, you were 12. Well, that's
3: true. Or was he 13? The jury's still out on that one. Uh, This is Jim chatting to football agent Rachel Anderson, who at one point represented a legendary West Ham left
5: back. So where did it go from there then? You, you, you took mm. over Julian's business interest,
4: lot of stock and barrel, and, and you yeah. did deals for dicks. <laughs> she could sue you for that, Jim. It's quite a claim. How very dare you. Blimey. <laughs> Here's Jim with Leeds Andrea Radriziani. No, that's not right. Radriziani. <laughs> Radriziani. I do apologise. I struggle, do struggle. There's Italian names. Yeah. Getting a bit repetitive. Getting a bit repetitive.
6: I can say we have a, a um, chance to keep him. We'll see. The we'll next few days will be decisive, and we will make an announcement. We'll see
5: next few days. You have a chance to keep them, and the next few days are decisive. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's what he just yeah. said. Just what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, this is Jim and his guest <laughs> conducting the draw for the EFL trophy earlier in the year. The time has
5: come. Bob Mills is ready. Bob Mills is standing up in the studio. Perry Groves is standing to attention as well. Dirty
4: boy. <laughs> Bit root one, of course. Yeah, but I like that. Yeah. Tennis legend Barry Cowan on the show with Jim now. That's Barry Cowan, in case you forgot, during their conversation. Do you have to look at yourself a little bit, Barry, about how you cope with these big
5: points? But there were key points when you, perhaps, Barry, could have done better, Barry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Where are you from in Wales, Barry?
4: Which island particularly? And what club do you support in Italy, Barry?
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, we were surprised to hear Jim come out uh, with this when he was chatting to a listener earlier in the year.
7: He launches it down the road. Brilliant. I launch it back to him. Brilliant. We just have to mine the cars,
5: that's all. Yeah, there is nothing better, though, than
3: whacking one off the roof of a car. <laughs> <laughs> do you think he's doing it on purpose? I do, actually. I think he's trying to get in the clips <laughs> of the week. Saunders. <laughs> yeah, for now. Here's Jim with some
5: shock news. Ian Abrahams will join us uh, not long from now. He's at St. George's Park. And, of course, uh, Gareth Southgate will be uh, announcing his squad today for the upcoming international matches. Uh, we think Abrahams will be in it. Well, really? <laughs> wow. I mean,
3: I think he that's, must have lost weight. <laughs> that's right. I, you know, I, I wouldn't even put him on the bench, to be honest.
4: He's pushing it a bit. It is. So, what's next, Andy? It's Jim now going a bit country and western.
3: lunchtime, Jim Bob and Martin and Talks sport. <laughs> Jim Bob. Jimmy Bob. Yeah, beautiful <laughs> Jim Bob at Mills. Uh, this is uh, Jim celebrating the birthday of a music legend and going for Alan Partridge. What's love got to do, got to do it? What indeed?
5: <laughs> Tina Turner.
4: <laughs> Max Max Russian's favourite clip there.
5: Yeah. And finally, here's Jim taking a call. Paul's a Liverpool fan. Paul, a call from you. Good morning. Yeah, hi. How are you all today? Good. Thanks for your call, Paul.
3: Yeah, thanks for your call, Paul. We thought (laughs) that did remind us of something.
1: 50 ways to leave your lover. You just slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, Stan.
5: Thanks for your call, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: He's straight in there, wasn't he? So there we are. The best of uh, Jim White's uh, good lad, Jim. We look forward to seeing him in the (laughs) new year. Uh, On our Clips of the Year Christmas Day special, uh, we can turn now to one of our favourite interviews Mm. of 2019. We've had some great guests this year, and we've always been big fans of the work of uh, the broadcaster Colossus, uh, Danny Baker, haven't we? Absolutely. So it was a joy to get him into the studio for the uh, first time to talk about a lot of different topics. Different things, his live shows and his work with uh, Gary Lineker, who we'll hear from later on. So, here's a little bit of Danny in the studio with us during 2019.
2: I still cannot quite get used to the uh, phrase back on the road. I'm yeah. 62, <laughs> like I'm like, like the Grateful Dead. Uh, uh, I, by accident, and as many as everything in my career, as anyone who's read the books knows this, literally trying to retire a couple of years ago, I'd say 60, life should have a third act. Uh, and I just, uh, the latest book was out, and I said, I'll tell you what, after 42 years in this racket, mm. whatever we want to label it as, I think I could do an evening with, you know, Vainglorious and all that. I wanted to do two things, go in the jungle. I've always wanted to do that, and I knew <laughs> the producers. So that was done. That was wonderful. Uh, and uh, I said, I'll do that. Well, it's sold out. And as someone who stood in the wings for every comedian I've written for virtually everyone, never, never wanted to do it in my life. Mm. I, I mm. think... I'm a pretty entertaining company, one-on-one in a pub. But it's, at any rate, so I did this thing, sold out. Audience loved it. I said, wow. And they came back and they said, would you like to do more of them? And I thought, well, say, 42 years in showbiz, if, uh, having worked at the NME, everyone from the Sex Pistols, and, and equally as Tommy Cooper, Bruce Forsyth, Kenneth Williams, and all of them. Mm. Uh, well, those one date became two, four, five... In the end, we did 62 dates. Wow. The show ended up three and a half hours long. and uh, But nobody ever walked out. And uh, by the end of it, I hadn't left school. Oh. I had not left school. <laughs> so this tour started last year. We did 61 of these. <laughs> but some of the bigger cities, because of the way booking mm. is, it's like trying to visit relatives at Christmas. We didn't get to some of the uh, bigger cities, so this will be mopping up there. And then... I had planned on walking away, tiptoeing away. Right. I think the public would insist upon that. <laughs> uh, but it, that's not working out quite like it should either. And the, uh, at the interval, just to, if I might give you a flavour of it, mm. having left school at 14, at the interval, I show a photo of me as a teenager at my desk at the New Musical Express, the new NME, the biggest selling music paper in the world at the point. And I was just about to go on tour with rock bands all over the world. It's my first day there, and I end at the interval by saying... And when we go and have a beer, go and have a drink, get back here because I'll tell you how two weeks after that photograph was taken, I was in New York with John Lennon. (laughs) <laughs> I'll see you in a minute. And, that, <laughs> I I know. I and know. some of your career spent in the company of our mutual friend uh, uh, Danny Kelly. Danny Kelly, I, yeah. I'll, I'll tell, uh, Danny Kelly and I met in 1992. Not mm. till then, because he, oh, okay. Danny, as you know, worked on the railway till he was 28. Mm. Victoria yeah. Station Complaints Department, which is by dea- dealing with <laughs> listeners here is absolutely yeah. no problem at all. But exactly. uh, then uh, you can look at the bottom half of the internet and just think rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Better than that, over the like <laughs> train to Gillingham. Uh, actually, I didn't do his voice. Then, as you know, Danny Kelly actually speaks like. So, uh, Dan, I'm sorry, but you know I love to do that. Uh, But he and I uh, equally plan on doing shows one day. It's got hijacked a bit by me and Gary doing it because they're of a different stripe. But Danny, um, if I might, uh, uh, Danny, uh, I I was doing a thing once about how my mum didn't know I was going to be a boy until the day I was born, 1957, you didn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I got to be, uh, she was going to call me Susan. She said you were Susan all the way, you were Susan until the nurse said, it's a boy. And I said, oh... Anyway, your father had a good friend who was a bookmaker called Danny Marnie, and my name's Danny, not even Daniel, I've got no middle name, my name's Danny Baker, because my dad named me after his bookmaker. But I was supposed to be Susan, so I was doing it on the radio, and I said, uh, I mean, I don't know if you gentlemen know, did your parents have an alternate name? I know what mine is. Uh, 61, I was in Barbara. Were you? I was Babs. I was nearly beautiful Babs. Were
8: you? But, uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, I don't it, don't no? Have one, no, no.
2: So, yeah, you I don't do. Know. Well, Danny Kelly them. told me that because we were on the air <laughs> and <laughs> listeners were saying Barbara. Barbara understands this. Uh, uh, listeners called in and were giving us their uh, yeah. alternate gender names. Mm.
8: Uh,
2: and uh, so I said, "Come on, Dan, What's your? Uh, Danny, I don't have one." I said, <laughs> "You're not even. Cu- no, as far as I know, I no, I haven't." I said, <laughs> "You've never. No, I haven't. What's surprising about that?" I said, "Well, give yourself one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would you like to be called as, uh, as if you were a woman?" And he answered a little bit too quickly for my life. I said, what would you like to be called uh, uh, if you were a woman? Honestly? I said, yes. He said, Cherry. (laughs) <laughs> cherry. Yeah. Cherry. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm I, going to see him differently the, now. The last yeah, I thing I, I want cherry. your listeners to do is whenever you talk to Danny, say, good evening, Cherry. I yeah. would hate that if that took over now. Yeah. Yeah. But Danny's alternate name was Cherry. Oh, good. I, I
4: have it, to say that you and him were great together. Let's I remember it was, a particular show, I think it was on the time when we were still talk radio and we were turning to talk sport yeah. and you did a Saturday evening show, yes, you and did. him, and you slaughtered <laughs> David Mellet with one of the best... <laughs> Shows I've ever that sounds. It that sounds like going for the low hanging fruit.
2: It sounds like something we do. We used to do a show there uh, uh, when it was talk uh, in the mornings. And when um, I oh, was it whoever took over. You know, when but a new boss takes over, mm-hmm. it's like the big old broom. And my contract was pretty good. And so what he thought he'd do, he said, right, instead of you doing the lunchtime, I want to move you to, uh, we had to do from 7 till 11, a four-hour show. Now, mm. I know that's not unusual, now, but then that fourth hour is, you know, so we, mm. we rubbed our hands together, me and Dan, <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, and oh, no, I want you to come back after the football. Now, we used to do a four-hour show, pretty pretty solid, to say the least, go over to the Nelly Dean pub in Dean Street, mm. refresh ourselves, and come back in the evening. <laughs> so I'd like to say I could place that uh, no. particular story, but them's with <laughs> No, well with good, your best yeah, well with
4: another yeah. one that really sticks out in my mind was when you were at the bbc chelsea had played leicester erlen johnson oh had yeah
2: that show got you into a bit of trouble it yeah,
4: brilliant show I remember listen- and i'm a chelsea fan but remember the listening
2: to on the thing uh, here's the thing I, I, when i did 606 uh, I started 606 and then uh, and i was never been a shock jock but i know there's a world of difference between football and football supporting mm. now i wouldn't claim to know that's why i think me and gary work well because i can tell some story about stockport on a wednesday night and he'll say i was playing at the burn bell <laughs> uh, no but she's fine it's mm. the way it works and uh I knew that football supporting was the thing. And above all of that, the fella who used to answer the phones and be the producer of the show knew nothing about football at all. <laughs> But he knew plenty about radio, and mm. that's all that matters, as you know. That's what matters. Uh, there was never any meetings, but he knew what a good call was. So, mm. somebody wanted to ring in and let's say talk about VAR, maybe. But somebody will say, "Hello, I think I saw a ghost at Tranmere once." You're on. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that's radio. That's football radio. But, and they changed him. They got rid of him, yeah. and they put one of their own on it, who started sending through these contentious calls. Every call that was pro Man United was again. I don't talk. I don't know anything about Man United. You know. <laughs> so, but, anyway, any uh, rate, that night at Chelsea. I just thought that the corporate side was sticking up for uh, Leicester, travelled there, all their supporters had. And legend oh, has it that I done. gave out the referee's address <laughs> on the... <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> but I said, in these days yeah. when they're so... Oh, yeah, the they're ref, just turning then. In the ref, yeah. I said, in, the, in these days when you're worried about, you know, paranoia about football supporters is mm. all over the place, you can't get into the ground with anything more than a... Uh, stronger than a tuber t- all chewing gum in your pocket. This is a law and order thing. Making decisions like this is a law and order thing. And if this referee found himself assaulted, he better. You know, this sort of thing needs more than. And it was kind of a call for VAR, which is Are absurd. That then, absurd. Yeah. Given that it, but anyway, they came in. You can't say that. And I remember mm. ringing me up the next morning saying, Dan, Dan, we we got front pages and back pages. Wow. though Not mm. just on that. On mm. loads of times. Uh, and, and but they just said you've done some good firing shows didn't you do a brilliant one when you left radio uh, London Schmitt, let's do mine in reversal <laughs> with my top ten times about being fired from radio uh, yeah uh, they, Alan Freeman again they, <laughs> they uh, that was a show I did it here in London it was very popular and mm. you know it's held up as the reason to keep local radio going and all of that uh, and uh, as soon as that was settled and local radio was saved, they thought, aye, aye, too independent, because it was just a funny show. But as we know, especially local radio, unless they're talking about devil dogs and gang warfare, they feel they're not, you know, being serious enough. And I don't do serious radio. So I heard they were going to get rid of us, so I thought, I'll be the judge of that, and did a Viking funeral for <laughs> three hours on the air. When I walked, walked out of the studio, it was like in, um, uh, what's it, a dead poet society. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone who's ever wanted to do that was in the corridor. Uh, uh, <laughs> Scars <laughs> in their eyes. I, I know, yeah. no. I got outside the building and thought, "Now what? I do I'll ever look at Danny Kelly in the same way again no, after me,
3: that. It was far too much information. Yeah, it right? was
4: lovely to me. He was great after the interview. very yeah. really generous and yeah, nice he was brilliant. He, he was
3: yeah. really, really good Top guy. Man. So it was lovely to see him. Anyway, uh, this is Hawksby and Jacobs on Talksport in partnership with Green King, wishing you a very happy holiday season and New Year from Green King, your home of pub sport. Lots more to come between now
1: and four. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast." <laughs>
4: Oscar Peterson you I love that my Oscar Peterson when you do your impersonation of Oscar Peterson I don't think that is Oscar it doesn't matter it? It's, it's not Oscar. a piano
3: jazz piano it's just I, I've, I saw um, Oscar Peterson uh, once and got quite close to the stage at uh, Ronnie Scott's and a tremendous a, a legend of course but he, when he played he, he did make a bit of noise did Oscar <laughs> so if you got close to him while he was playing he'd be going mm he uh, sound like Brian Moore. Uh, Brian Moore. It was a bit disconcerting <laughs> to the in point I thought I had end up with these fantastic tickets in Ronnie Scott's, but I almost wanted to move to the back because I was getting the autumn leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Did
4: it he, it he sounded say, like
3: he had a fast motorbike out the back way <laughs> to take him home? He's
4: up for grabs now. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that, <laughs> didn't <laughs> they? <laughs> Big
3: great Oscar Peterson and Brian Moore together at last. Yeah. Anyway, sorry about yeah, that. Anyway, yeah. what the heck we're talking about? <laughs> this is Hawksby and Jacobs. Uh, that was in. The, the Rupert Bell trio uh, a lot of people don't know <laughs> that uh, Rupert Bell is a fine uh, jazz uh, pianist and uh, th- that was him that was him in action there so you'll hear some other uh, music from different talk sport mm. presenters throughout the afternoon uh, so here we are with the clips of the year and we turn our attention now I want a bit Tommy Cockles then didn't we here yeah. we are clips of the year they <laughs> really were marvellous times we turn our attention to our genial sports breakfast host uh, the gift that keeps on giving he certainly is Big Alan And, uh, yeah, we've trawled through some of our favourite Alan Brazil clips in 2019. And shall we start with Alan and another one of his memorable Hands Across the Water moments?
9: Okay, coming up next hour, we'll talk to Dean Ashton, we'll talk to Stuart Pearce, still trying to get a visa for Beijing (laughs) and for Pyong Pyong Pyong, wherever they're going. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that
4: visa will be forthcoming, (laughs) (laughs) Al, by the sound of it. Obviously, The Breakfast Show is a busy show, sometimes so busy that Alan doesn't even have time to say Arsenal legend.
9: This is Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast where Ars, Ledge, David Seaman. I think they've actually got one of those in the studio for Al. What do you put on it? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a seat. He has a... Exactly. You get the
3: idea with that. Uh, this is Alan again with a question for the former Holland winger, Bolo Zenden.
9: Just one quick one, Bolo. Do you, do you bump into Arnold Muren at all over in Holland? Is, is Arnold still around doing some coaching?
10: No, I, I, I didn't bump into him, no.
9: Okay, well, a bit, bit of a cul-de-sac, wasn't it, really? That was going nowhere. He, he then rang
4: Arnold Murin and said, have you bumped into Bolo's end? <laughs> yeah, I saw him yesterday, I'll get old, old Bolo. <laughs> well, one of you is lying. <laughs>
9: that's not what happened, of course. No, of course
4: not. Here's Alan talking snooker.
9: All right, I think it's time we get into a bit of snooker, though. Well, James Cahill, or Cahill, depends how you pronounce it.
3: Well, wrongly, by the sound of <laughs> it, twice. <laughs> it's probably Cahill. Cahill. Not many people call Gary Cahill Gary Cahill, <laughs> do they, really? Not really? Uh, this is Mr Brazil, once more channelling Sylvester the Cat.
9: Favourite current striker right now that you'd like to have had, oh, had the opportunity. fantastic, isn't he? Yeah. Aguero, you can't look past him, can you? He is just magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> Thuthren Thakatash. No, really so is. he does
4: struggle that's with one of it, his that, best. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. know uh, we'd love to say that was his only deepest depth moment of the year, but unfortunately for Al, it was England's 1,000th game
9: in November. It was. Raheem has been dropped for England's 1,000th game 1,000th game, 1,000th game Raheem Sterling has axed ahead of England's 1,000th game this Thursday 1,000th game, England's 1,000th game England's 1,000th game, 1,000th game 1,000th game, 1,000th game 1,000th <laughs> <One-thousandth> game,
4: <Right. laughs> he, just, he does, he just struggles with it, why? doesn't he? Don't know, Why just... didn't he say game number 1,000? Yeah. you know That would have
3: been a lot easier, wouldn't <laughs> it? He should have been producing him that day. That <laughs> yeah. would have helped. Yeah. It's obviously been another big
9: year in the world of politics, and here's Alan with a bit of a scoop. Jim Wade coming up in the tick. Don't forget uh, the new pre- uh, Prime Minister around at 11.47.
11: <laughs> okay, well, fantastic. Very, very precise.
4: <laughs> very precise time to get a new Prime Minister. <laughs> yeah. Here's Alan discussing the ongoing Gareth Bale saga and a name he's
9: always struggled with. Oh, yeah. What was the agent, Jonathan, Jonathan Barnett, says Zidane, uh, Zidane, excuse me, or Zidane, if you want to pronounce it.
0: You don't, do you? <laughs> no, really. Just, just
9: ask James correctly. Carr here. He doesn't want it pronounced <laughs> like that either. <laughs> now, Leicester, of course,
3: are having another fantastic yeah. season and Alan seems quite taken with the manager.
9: For us to be the best that you can be. So, uh, so yeah, so in terms of, of, of that type of profile, we would be pretty similar. Mm, Brendan. Oh, sounds interesting, doesn't it?
4: <laughs> it does. Uh, <laughs> it's Alan and Sam Allardyce with former Arsenal keeper Jens Lehmann. At least we think it is.
12: I think I've got the edge over over Manchester United, and uh, they could uh, they could win this game tonight.
9: Jens, one last question, Wins, Alan. Um, <laughs> Yens, Wens, yes. and Lens. The three Layman brothers.
8: All, all
3: <laughs> That's, that must be Layman brothers.
8: Yeah, yeah. A very the alternative good. ones. Excellent.
3: It's okay, though. I'm yeah. sure that was a blip, and Alan got his name uh, right after that.
9: Okay, well, thanks to Lens Yemen. there. What a game that will be. Uh... Oh, probably not. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. This is Alan throwing a bit of a surprise curveball to his guest, the great
4: Sir Trevor MacDonald.
1: I was well, being shown yeah. the Oval yeah. Office yeah. by a sitting
4: President of the United States, Fabulous. and I thought, "My yeah. ships have all come in yeah, at once."
13: Yeah.
9: I, I've, you know, that was. Do you know what? Do you know where that saying comes from? My ships have all
4: no. come
7: in.
9: The ships come in. Not massively interested by the sound of it. I'm not actually interested, Alan.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's not QI, Alan. I'm talking about me. Back off. Uh, Right. uh, Staying with Mr. Brazil and big-name guests, Mm. uh, we really didn't know where to even start unpacking this one.
9: An actor, Sir Tom Robinson, uh, Tony. What am I talking about? Tom Road, right? two four six eight. Sir Tony Robinson, old blackadder joins us. <laughs> so wrong on so, so many levels.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Two four six eight. It throws in. You can see the stream of consciousness <laughs> yeah. going on, but it, it takes him working out, doesn't it? It does. Big and
4: co-host Jamie O'Hara here
3: discussing. Jamie art. O'Hara here. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Yeah>. Connor <laughs> O'Hara <laughs> here. That's his name? Yeah, I've got Jamie O'Hara here. Jamie O'Hara yeah, does, here. Does Did he ever? Like, I Connor I O'Hara here. Yeah, I can't believe that. <laughs> no, Played for the Republic of <laughs> Ireland, Jamie
9: O'Hara here.
4: <laughs> Discussing Arsenal's potential new manager. If uh, Unai goes, is well, Mourinho, would he be taking the, If they don't
9: want Mourinho, they want Wenger v- back. Who else of a, of that calibre is out there at the moment? <sighs> You'd have to say Eddie Howe. Ed- Who? Who? <laughs> Alan a keen
3: student of the game because Eddie he's quite new to he's only been at Bournemouth for what about 10 years 10 years isn't he? in fact yeah uh, so uh, this is Alan with uh, paper reviewer Craig Mitch going through the back
14: pages it says Spurs rescued by Christian Aid Mike Walters speaks about Long's goal uh, in the Express and he says Long in 60 seconds cheeky pun there Christian
9: Aid's
4: another one I see yeah, it's good player Christian
3: Aid. He's uh, very good. He's got his
4: own charity, isn't he? They do great work. Yeah, oh, I do, I'm a big fan of his. Here's Alan now with Ali McCoy discussing
5: VAR. You look at the biggest game in world football not so long ago, the World Cup final, right? And I think they got it wrong
3: with
9: VAR.
5: Do
14: you remember okay, the penalty yeah.
9: decision given against? Was Give me a clue. What game?
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I think he gave you a clue when he said World Cup yeah. final.
9: Excellent. Great, isn't
3: it? Uh, this is Big Al now with one of his trademark crystal-clear competition questions.
9: Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo left Real Madrid for Juventus in 2018 for 105 million. Uh, 30 million. <laughs> 105
3: 30 million? Yes, wow. an interesting
4: amount. Yeah, it certainly is. Alan's fiercely proud of his Scottish roots. Of course, he yeah. He loves Scottish music, which,
9: if anything, makes this clip doubly hard to understand. Do you know what? I have got a feeling. now may be wrong, yep. and I'll I'm, I'm, put my hands up if I'm yep. wrong. Something tells me he could have played the sax, the solo on Jerry Baker's Rafferty. Oh, <laughs> Jerry do you love,
4: Baker's Rafferty.
9: Jerry Baker's Rafferty Street. What a what a great song
4: that was.
3: <laughs> and finally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're right. These are like new clips That's to me. It's just great, isn't it? We're a bit hysterical. Yeah. Andy's been on the old Enver cream. I have. He's yeah. been swigging it from the bottle <laughs> throughout the clips. It's not, it's not a pretty sight. It's with side. Yeah. Oh, cool. What, what colour would that go? <laughs> and finally, this is Laura Woods uh, talking Alan through the significance, the deep significance from Laura's point of view of the Sportswoman of the Year Awards.
11: It just is a massive celebration of all, of all. what has been a pretty incredible year for women in sport. It's just, mm. There's so many different landmarks that have been reached um, and so much more um, coverage. So you know, what, what back are you to wearing tonight?
3: Yeah, <laughs> a lot of work to do by the sound of it, Laura. What are good. you wearing tonight? Brilliant. So there we are, the best of Big Alan. I just hope he keeps paying out over the next 12 months. He's gold. But he's a good man. He takes it in good oh, yeah. he takes it in good uh, well, spirit. Pinky he? and perky. We yeah, probably pink. we can live with that. Of yeah, course, we don't do. mind. So still to come, plenty more clips, including our favourites from Fisherman's Blues and, of course, Mr. Mike Parry. But first, let's bring you another of our favourite interviews of 2019. And we were privileged to be joined in the studio for an hour by the great David Bumble Lloyd, one of our favourite uh, sports broadcasters. Broadcast. Broadcasted. <laughs> Luckily, you're a good broadcaster. Complete and utter broadcasted is what we call Bumble. But yeah, Utter broadcast. No, he was great. He was in great he form. Was, yeah. And he chatted all things cricket, but also about his love of music too. I hear the train a-
5: coming
4: can Join in, bummer.
15: Seeing the sunshine <laughs> since <laughs> I don't know when, <laughs> when I'm stuck <laughs> in <Folsom> Prison <laughs> and, and I be dragging <laughs> on. Marvelous, that's
5: good. You've got a good but voice, yeah. yeah. Keeps it rolling all down <laughs> to San Anton. <laughs> well, that was quite both well published, That last one.
3: <laughs> so, Johnny Cash, I mean, is, is where did that come from? Is that just you always been a fan, or yeah, great.
15: Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic, Johnny. Yeah. Cash.
3: Because you you like the four, you're like yeah. a lot of very different bands. How did you kind of who exposed you to that?
15: Um, a fellow, Paul Paul King, mm. who was our boss at Sky for a, a few years. He's now moved to great things at Star Sports over in India. Yeah, and he's got a house devoted to the fall and he sent me he sent me a CD he said you'll either love it or you'll hate it (laughs) he said but give it a go and I was hooked straight away and then I meet a guy in Manchester called Ed Blaney who says he was the manager of the fall. He was in the band, mm. one of the first members of the band, and I see him from time to time. Last time I saw him, he, w- he was
4: parking cars at a cheese festival. <laughs> 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 That's good. Uh, i tell you what, before we rack into the meat of it, I often wonder, why are you called Bumble? Uh, this goes back to 1960s,
15: 50s, 60s, Michael Benteen. Oh yeah, one of the original goons, and he had he had a program called the Bumblies the Bumbly Men, who who, who meet the Bumblies and. In the Lancashire dressing room, they thought, "Well, it, this what looks like." him. so it was stuck all the all the way through. Yeah, I You got
3: a picture earlier on in profile. I can see her yeah, a bit. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a kind of extreme hey, yeah, example. Hey, you can talk. As oh, well. exactly. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm right up there in the bumbly envelope. But um, did you have a winter job in in your playing days? Bob? I did. What and did I, you do? I, I
15: loaded wagons, and right. I, I chuckle when they say, "Oh, they're fitter now than they were." Are they really? <laughs> you you try six o'clock in a, a morning. Loading beer wagons, mm. and I would open up the, the bond. It was a, one of these bonds that you play cus, customs and so on. And then you'd do the loading up, and you get a bit of overtime. You're clocked on. You anyone remember? Oh, that yeah, I've done that before. Oh, no, we have that here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And then also t- t- changing tyres, yeah, in, in an open bay, January, February,
3: changing tyres. What did you expect to do after cricket when you finished playing? Did you have a game plan at all?
15: Not really, in that uh, I finished and woke <laughs> up one morning and I've read it so many times mm. that, that so many players in any sport have done I woke up and I ain't doing this anymore. And I said that to my wife and went in, told the chairman, and wow. I finished at the end of that summer. I didn't think I'd play again after I'd told him, but they had a couple of injuries, and I thought, I can't do this, I've got to retire, I'm, I can't do what I want to do. Yeah, My mind is telling me, but there's nothing, it's not working in sync, and then shackles are off, and I had my
3: best ever three <laughs> months. I went out there and blasted it everywhere. Um, you've written a number of books. Uh, the latest <laughs> one is Around the World in 80 Pints, which I, I've been reading, it's a lot of fun, and Andy has got one of, the, one of an earlier vintage when you According came in and saw us, The Bumble. Yeah. And, Bumble. Um, and you talk about many of your great Mates over the years in cricket, and uh, one that that uh, pops up now and again is uh, Fred Truman. My hero, Fred. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was an incredible character, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he was. I worked with him on Test Special,
15: mm. and he was. Box office, absolutely box office. You yeah. bring that pipe in, it was like Ferry Bridge Power Station, that pipe, <laughs> when he got it going. <laughs> and, and, you know, you'd mentioned when Goffey, I mean, when Goffey came in, Brian Johnson did him like an absolute kipper, Fred. Yeah. Goffey comes in and, and he gets into the England team and he's from Yorkshire. And Brian Johnson, who said, oh, it's absolutely wonderful here to see this young man from uh, Yorkshire. He, he said he's very fast. And Fred, oh, he yeah. said,
4: I can bowl faster than that in my Mac. <laughs> 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 yeah, he um, never was quite as good as it was in his day, yeah, was he? it? Yeah, that's true. It was one of those. Uh, and he, but he was a brilliant bowler. I mean, yeah, yeah oh, I God, he was, it. wasn't he? First to 300 wickets. Yeah, and a wonderful yeah. action he yeah, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Great. great action.
3: And he did such a lot of different quirky stuff. He did, we were just chatting off earlier about Indoor League, yeah. the, the TV. TV show, lunchtime TV show, i kind of pub sport that he used to compare in the 70s the late great Sid Waddell it was his yeah. brainchild and it was genius to put Fred at the front of it in his old jumper and his pint <laughs> and that pipe now then I mean he, he was he was game wasn't he Fred he would try different stuff he was in dad's army wasn't he, he we, we do think
4: that we think Goffey could do a we, we revival
3: wanted, we want to bring uh, indoor, league. indoor league back but with Goffey he'd be yeah. <laughs> 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 have to be behind
4: he, me
15: yeah I'd be doing that you'd like to do it yeah. don't forget Fred did stand up
3: comedy as well he, well, was, he ah. was absolutely on well, PC well it's almost like he used to You can choreograph that because... Fred brought out an album. We always play the music when we talk about Fred, reverence. When um, Fred brought out a, a book called Great Balls of Fire, telling his uh, talking about his career, and then he did a, an, an audio version, a tape, which, of course, he insisted he narrated, I would guess. <laughs> yes, exactly. No man can sound like it's a, Those words, You could hear him say, no man is going to say my words. He <laughs> well, we said to so, him, I hope
4: your book does well. Yeah,
3: that's what I said to him. He came in, he had a book out, and I said, it's a later book. And I said, Fred, I said, lovely to see you. It's an honour to meet you, and I really hope the book does well and he just looked and it all around and he said i have no doubt it will be a huge success <laughs> <laughs> okay well, fair enough okay. so anyway um the audio tape is gold and we mind it and mm. to the point where the jeffrey boycott saw us and he said he's after your lads fred wants his money <laughs> <When> he, <brought laughs> he his. wants ro- yeah anyway um this is a bit when he did went down and did a bit of stand-up comedy in yeah. fred's own words here he is at the beginning i
10: was game for anything <clears throat> i found my name leaping out of the headlines again in 1969 I went on the boards as a nightclub comedian. I had no ambitions in that direction, really. I did it because I accepted a silly bet made when I was in a club in the northeast, listening to a pretty poor comedian. I asked the owner what he was paying the man and was amazed when he said £250 a week. So I said it was a damn good living for nothing because the stories he was telling were so old and badly delivered into the bargain. <laughs> but someone who overheard me said... Do you think you could do a week up there in front of a crowd like this? I've always found challengers hard to refuse, so I put a bold face on and said, yes, piece of cake, and the bet was struck. I approached the Lipthorpe brothers who own the Fiesta clubs at Sheffield and Stockton, and they were willing to let me do a week. They paid me a bit of brass too, and I had a marvellous time. They thought of a great idea to present me to the audience, projecting a film of me bowling at the audience on a paper screen. And at just the right moment, I burst through, leaving the screen in shreds. It shook them rigid the first night. I went down a treat because I can make up my own original jokes, as well as tell them properly. I kept it up seven nights a week for nearly a month, before I realised that much though I enjoyed it, I had more important things to do. To be truthful... I got fed up with it.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's brilliant. I love the idea of him bursting through, but with a ball. Yeah. Imagine that first knob, you don't know what's coming. (laughs) coming. Suddenly he comes flying through this tissue (laughs) paper with a cricket ball in his head.
3: So there we are, Bumble. Oh, top man, isn't he? Bumble, yes. uh, this is Hawksby and Jacobs on Talk Sport in partnership with Green King. For atmosphere you can't get at home, head to your local Green King to watch all the darts action over this Christmas period.
1: Mm. They're your home of pub sport. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. Sport. I'll
7: keep you warm this winter night. You bring the
6: tree, I'll bring the lights. Now blanket my wood and white. And show me the magic
0: I've been waiting That's the
4: Hugh Woosencroft sextet. Yeah, they're, they're good, aren't they? In
3: really fact, to music. be fair, that is a bit of Jeremy Cullum. Uh, we sometimes play the Sir Michael Parkinson game because in the uh, later series, his uh, musical yeah. guests were uh, mainly built around Michael Bublé, Jeremy Cullum, Nora Jones. Nora Jones, Jamie <laughs> Cullum, Michael Bublé, <laughs> Michael Bublé, Jamie Cullum, Nora Jones. We sometimes play the game, don't yeah, we? And then you have to do. shout, stop. That's true. Which you're probably doing at home now. I know I am. (laughs) Anyway, this is... uh, Please stop. This is uh, Hawksby and Jacobs uh, with your Clips of the Year here on TalkSport. And it's time now for the TalkSport listeners to take centre stage. Where would we be... Andy, where would we be without the Talk Sport listeners? Better off. Okay. You're not supposed to say that. No, that's not you don't true. mean. Doesn't mean it. I don't. I love really the don't. callers. He not Yeah. That's why do. we take so many calls. Yes, yeah, so he on doesn't. Our show. Yeah, Andy. But uh, we look, we know you're out there in Radio Land, as Rodney Marsh used to say, <laughs> and we do right. appreciate uh, you listening. We wouldn't be here yeah, uh, without we would. you. Of course, we, we wouldn't would. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you complete us. <laughs> so um, we start with a caller to the Sports Bar. Hi, Jackie.
7: Hi, Hello. How are you, Jack? Uh, just one minute, Mum. Will you please stop trying to ring me because I'm going on Talk sport. I've told you what to do. Right, thank you.
4: There
16: we
3: are. I'm <laughs> <laughs> messing about there from Jackie. A
4: regular course on the Sports Bar. Now, uh, sticking with the Sports Bar, and on first listen, this clip does sound a bit odd, but when you consider that the show does go out around bedtime... Alan is first up. Alan, good morning.
17: Good morning. How are you?
4: We're good, Al. How are you?
17: I'm good. Can I have a... A uh, uh, story, please. Yeah,
3: okay. <laughs> Once upon a time there were three bears. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I, I, we don't want a story at bedtime, don't no, we they? Why do, I can't yeah. I think a story to. from Jason Cundy? That would be lovely. Lovely. So, um this is a Manchester City fan calling drive.
18: But I can't see us winning it. I just don't know why, I just can't see it. The Post Nannies was done when we played in the UEFA Cup and we played a team, I forget who who it was, and they scored and they turned round.
11: Yeah, yeah. Poznan.
3: <laughs> I think it. I think it might have been Poznan. Yeah, the clues that, in the name. That's the clue. Yeah. And uh, sticking with callers to drive.
17: Steve is a Manchester United fan. Um in Leighton Buzz. Hello, Steve. Hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. Hiya. How you doing? Yeah, my name. I'm at Steve on Sport, and I'm ringing because I am disgusted. <laughs> really? Steve on Sport. <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: that's his. Name. Is his name Steve on? Steve on Sport. That's, that's a great name. Yet. I'd like to be called Steve on Sport. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, This is a bizarre clip. Now, as we think, this caller may have hit the rewind button.
2: He he brings in Van Dyke, shows up the defence, but also then says to the midfielders, We're not just
7: going to. Have we lost
3: it? Go round the outside, round the outside. Uh, Here's a caller to Jim White, seemingly on board his chopper.
5: This is Michael, who's a Tottenham fan, who wants to join us live. Michael, good morning. (laughs)
3: Some Spurs fans got a few quid. (laughs) Probably a little helipad we'll have next (laughs) on uh, on Tottenham High Road. Back to the sports bar again now. Adam's up next. Adam, hello.
4: Hello. It is late at night. You know you got. Hello. That was good, wasn't it? Yes.
3: Uh, Now one of the Talksport presenters has clearly made a massive impression on this caller to the sports bar.
7: Remind us who you look like, Ron. Uh, A little bit like. um, uh, Jim uh, what's
3: name on uh, uh, Sky Sports good old Jim name? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hi I'm Jim name off Sky Sports <laughs> it's day and with I me, look a bit
4: like Jim Wasnheim. I look a bit like Brian from the sports bar <laughs> yeah. so uh, what's next in a similar vein here's a caller to drive with Adrian Durham and the unforgettable Danny Murphy uh, John's a Chelsea fan uh, wants to talk about this
19: uh,
3: Southgate Sterling thing hiya John
4: hi John how you doing, I'm
10: here And
3: uh, yep. Yep, okay, yeah. <laughs> England, Liverpool, Fulham, Spurs, and you're reduced to yep. Yep. So good. Thanks very much for that. So, uh, thankfully, of course, we do get some very knowledgeable callers here on Talk Sport. There was a lot of players that underperformed.
19: I mean, that uh, guy that plays at Dortmund or Bayern Munich, Sancho, or whatever his
3: name is. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> okay, you can do... Uh, you should be on football, on our show on... Trans-Europe, uh, Trans-Europe Express. Express, that'd be good, yeah, yeah.
4: Uh this is a very old call to Andy and Jason on the sports bar. If your number ends in one one eight, you're up next, who's that? Oh well, well,
10: you only got
8: the
3: living room
10: there. Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> what was, that? That was That was weird. a Paul
3: Whitehouse character, wasn't it? <laughs> it was so weird. That was amazing. Now we couldn't quite work out mm. what this Chelsea caller's lasting impression of the retiring Fernando Torres was during his time at the bridge.
7: He he should have scored more league goals, but he, that man never gave up. He scored loads of cup
0: goals. He should have scored more league goals. I was there that night in Amsterdam in 2013 when he scored. He scored, lots of, he scored lots of cup goals. So when they often talk about him, they don't mention about the cup goals he scored. He should have scored more league goals, granted. But no one can ever accuse him of not trying at Chelsea. We know what he did for that club. He should have scored more league goals.
3: Yeah, I did yeah. sense he felt that <laughs> Fernando was deficient in the, uh, in the kind of goal-scoring area, didn't you? In the Premier League. In the Premier League, that's right. That's very true. <laughs> Certainly. Now, what's next? It's a caller to Jim White.
5: She how are you? Manchester United fan Shay. Good morning, mate.
3: Morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blimey, dirty boy. Where was he where was he making that call That's from? Bad. This is a caller to Laura Woods on the full time phone in.
11: Let's hear from Matthew who's a Chelsea fan. What do you think, Matthew? How
2: are we doing, Natalie?
11: Um, I don't know, I'll ask Natalie when I speak to her <laughs> if she's all right.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Seemed to take it
4: well. Um, <laughs> Did he actually think the late Hollywood actress Natalie Woods was presented <laughs> with well, well, a on yeah, TalkSport, probably? It does seem unlikely. <laughs> uh, what's next, Andy? Oh, well, that can happen, of course. And uh, at least he knows now.
11: You have got experience. You've got a reason to blogger that, you know, when he came in was the most expensive goalkeeper. I reason to
8: figure Easy for to you to say.
11: <laughs>
3: N- uh, Natalie. No, not Natalie. <laughs> Laura. She told you once. <laughs> It's brilliant. A reason b It was probably in me phoned up earlier on. Now the sports bar once more now.
7: Joe, good evening. Joe. 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 Hello. Joe, hello. Joe. Hello. Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. Joe. Hello. Joe, can you hear us? Yeah. Well, speak oh. then, Joe.
17: That is Ch- My name's Chad. <laughs> yes,
4: that explains yeah, it. Yeah, he's poor fellow. I mean, no wonder he didn't respond. Yeah, of course.
3: Yeah. So, uh, next it's a caller to the full-time phone-in.
4: Scott, you are a Villa fan. What did you make of what happened today? Um, well, I'm absolutely
6: stunned for words, to be honest. Why? i absolutely stunned for words.
3: Not great, <laughs> is it really when you're uh, on a phone in show? <laughs>
4: why ring up if you're yeah, you, to Yeah, lads, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> it's brilliant, yeah. isn't it? Uh, this is Jeff Brazier. Chatting to a caller on the Jim White show. And do stick with this clip, even though it is a bit tech technical. technical, yeah.
7: You can't say some people can run on the pitch and other people can't. Technically the same rule.
11: Mm. Well technically, just to pick you out, I suppose Jesse March would say that he didn't go on the pitch, he ran down the touchline and met them at the caller flag.
2: I suppose you can say technically he didn't, but technically he shouldn't be leaving his technical box, should he?
11: So you're you're, yeah, and you're not you're not for it at all.
2: No, but, but but then technically a fan could jump over and not technically run on the pitch, but just technically run on the line. And if the players are just, uh, you know, are technically off the pitch, the fans could jump on top of the players and be celebrating. And technically, they didn't actually get on the pitch.
3: Yeah, it's a bit technical, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it's but not, I understood it in the end. Hopefully you stuck with that. Uh, here's uh, Chris, a caller to Jim White, sounding remarkably like Johnny Vegas.
11: <laughs> My grandson is nine. He yeah. lives and breathes it. He's not kicking He's not kicking a football. He's talking football. He sits with me and we watch football matches. When England got knocked out at World Cup, he were crying. He's got his passion for football. If he loses at football on a Sunday morning for his local team, he cries.
4: Yeah, Chris was doing a nice bit of pottery during that. Uh, <laughs> we think that's a lady. We're not quite sure, are I think we? It is actually. Great voice. And finally, finally yeah. yeah, it's a caller to the sports bar talking Chelsea.
7: Chelsea. They are building an England side. And it wouldn't happen unless there was Lampard there. What do you mean, an England side? William's not English, is he? Oh, well. All right. Great Britain. <laughs> yeah, William, that well known Scotsman,
3: <laughs> William Wallace. Yeah. Uh, so there we are. That was the best of the callers from the past 12 months. Uh, time now for another of our favourite interviews from 2019. Mm. And uh, it was great as always to see our old mate um, and comedian and West Brom fan, Frank Skinner, when he popped into the studio.
11: Good to see you, Frank. Good to see you. How are you? Because um, we haven't
4: had a chance to meet, you. you've just
11: walked in. No, I've literally yeah. walked in. We haven't. We don't have to pretend that we haven't been speaking before because None. we haven't. <laughs> no. I'm sorry to walk in on you. I'm sorry. I'd be quite, quite delighted. It, yeah. was a bit, it was like walking into a doctor's waiting room. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looked up tentatively. Is, is your lad Buzz? Is he? Is he a West Brom fan? Have you got him into it? No, he's one of yours, isn't he? Oh, good right. lad. Yeah, a, I tried. I took him to West Brom. I bought him the kit. I did the whole thing, and. Uh, I'm afraid it's the Harry Kane factor. Really? So I know, so I've I've took him to Tottenham a few times as well. I mean, he's properly, it's his birthday this week, and the cake has got a Harry Kane Corinthian figure. It's got the old black chicken on it, you know. The badge oh yeah yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> thank, called- thank you for calling it that this time of day yeah, yeah. no but what he said to me <laughs> yeah he said um I- i'd like a t-shirt with the black chicken on and i thought what's he talking about <laughs> that was how he described the tottenham badge <laughs> so now i've come to think of them as that yeah. so it's purely harry kane that's got him into you think? well it was the world cup and if having supported england in the world cup but before that he had no interest in football And then if you can't support England, support Tottenham because you're going to get a lot of the main, you know, the spine of the team. Yeah. So he loves Delhi and Trippier and all those. (sighs) Have you been to the new stadium? Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> this is great, Frank. I No, no idea. it isn't.
8: <laughs> it isn't is
11: great. But you know what? I I always said I wouldn't make him support West Brom. I tried everything. I mean, what was great is when we were hammering teams in the Championship, mm. and you were in the um, the group stages of the Champions League, and you were losing a lot. Yeah. And I used to show him these games back to back, but I think he spotted the skill difference, <laughs> which I didn't expect. But no, he's he's fully fledged now. And I've always said my whole life that you should support your local team. Mm. You know, and it's a half hour drive away, so it's come back and bitten me. It's good for me because
3: Tottenham are not the sort of team that a kid, when he was looking around for a club to support, would have supported but now five six years ago, yeah, then. that's true. So that's quite kind of as a Tottenham fan, that's nice to hear.
11: Well, they had a they had a, a football birthday party yesterday, hmm. and um, I, there was three Arsenal shirts, uh, three um, Spurs shirts, two Real Madrids, a Barcelona, and a full Argentina kit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so
11: that's an odd one. Yeah, I mean, I, but I'd rather he was supporting Tottenham than like Man United or Liverpool. Someone because yeah. if you're going to support someone a long way away, support West Brom. Hmm. But of course, it's hard to sell West Brom at the moment. They're not on the they're not on the match attacks cards. Yeah, they're not a match of the day. So it's it's our own fault.
3: Would you have been that forgiving had it been Wolves? If he thought they'd I like the colour of the kit.
11: No, I wouldn't have been that forgiving. <laughs> no, in no, fact, the first that. time I took him to a Tottenham game, I took him to Tottenham Wolves because I thought this way we're both happy at the end. Yeah. And Wolves won 3 1. Yeah, go on at Wembley. He yeah, burst yeah. into tears <laughs> at the end. <laughs> and I was, I was not far off. Wow. He, get, he met the gaffer, didn't he? He did. He met Poch. Yeah. Well, I tell you what happened. I was standing in a room uh, talking to. Um, Cliff Jones, oh, Yeah, he's incredible, isn't he? Like and I like Benjamin Button. Yeah, he's lovely. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, They offered him Strictly Come Dancing. They thought no one had noticed the difference. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, Boz suddenly had gone. You know in that moment when you lose your child? Yeah. And I thought, where is he? And I looked up, he's talking to Pochettino. And of, this was in like one of the hospitalities where they're obviously they're quite protective of yeah, the play. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this could go. If Pochettino is off with him, that that that'll break his heart. Yeah. So I went over very anxious. And fair play to him, he was so lovely. Mm. He spoke to him. He signed his program. Had a photo with him. And he was, I mean, not not nothing to do with me. Just being nice to a little kid. Yeah. I, I, when I went over, Buzz was saying, I think you're the greatest manager of all time. Well, <laughs> and Pochettino kissed him on the head <laughs>
8: <That's> <laughs> like, um,
11: like Blanc and Barthez, All those years ago. <laughs> but I went, I went to talk him in that night when he was asleep and I saw someone sticking out under his pillow and he'd put the signed program under his pillow. Oh, to sleep. wow. That's you know, sweet. it means so much to a kid of that. He's seven, you know. Yeah. And meeting Pochettino was, and, and he absolutely delivered. So, full respect to him for that. Because whenever I've seen him on telly, he's been screaming at people, you know. Well, I'm just saying to you in
3: the break, it may be a fleeting sort of thing where Tottenham, will come round and start going to West Brom with you. But
11: it sounds like he's pro- he's properly into it. I know, it's... Say it's upsetting, but he's supporting a local team. I yeah. do. I, I, if we suddenly started doing well, what we need really is for to Tottenham to go into a terrible decline. Okay, well, you mm. never know. Yeah, the glee
3: with which you
4: well, if well, it could happen.
11: Well, it could. The, the joy, Andy. Well, of your course, voice. that's
4: what. Sh- it's very interesting this yeah. about Charlton. I was having a chat with a friend of mine, and he said to me, "He's a big Spurs fan. Yeah. Mass- you know him. He's a massive yeah. Spurs fan." He said to me, "Oh, he said I'll be I'll be pleased if Arsenal win the thing. Then we'll all be in the Champions League." I said really? Him, Are you mad? No. <laughs> You know, I, said, no. I said, you don't get it. I said, it's shard in front of it. He said, well, don't you want them to do well? Said, of course I don't want them to do well. <laughs> no. I couldn't believe that. You know, this is a bloke that's been, you know, regularly going to football for 50 years. I couldn't yeah, believe that he had that attitude. Well,
11: someone said to me, you must admit Wolves have been brilliant. I said, no, I mustn't admit <laughs> that. Why must I admit that? <laughs> what exactly. about When we left that Wolves game, we was in, like, the underground car park under mm. Wembley. This was, like, 15 minutes after the end of the match. And we... Nuno Espirito Santo just went walking through the underground car and I thought, surely he's doing post-match interviews. Yeah. He looked like there was a homeless bloke living under Wembley <laughs> and it turned out to be him.
3: <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, in this fantastic run we had in the World Cup, he would have seen you
11: and Dave on the telly a lot, uh, three lines. Yeah. So what, what did he make of that? Oh, Dad's on the telly. Well, the problem with that is we would be on public transport together. Mm. And yes, I use public transport yeah. mainly because I got an over Sixties travel car for nothing. <laughs> uh, but he would be singing the song full-blooded, sitting next to me, and I really did think like it was the worst kind of indoctrination. It's like the Russian gymnast training. So that was. He also said to me when I when I one of my attempts at getting him to support West Brom, he said, "Well." What about Tottenham couldn't be my premiership team? Mm. And I thought out. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's very long like you're term. You you're not coming back. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it might be an amazing
4: in that. sum for you and that. And and the, what about the fact that Croatia used it? They used
11: the the football's coming home thing as a kind so, of motivation. So they claimed. Yeah. I know, but um It's, you know, it's always been a bit like that. Teams, I think, like Germany, if you remember, they they sort of took it in 96 and sang it on the balcony for their celebration. But this summer, because we hadn't even re-released it, we'd done nothing. We'd we'd just forgot about it. Mm. And then it was completely taken up by the people, if you like, on on, uh, social media and stuff. It was that was truly, I think, bigger than the first time round because yeah. we just didn't. We were as shocked as everybody else, and and the the joy of getting. I had a parcel arrive from the Guinness Book of Records with two frame certificates. One that said first song to be at, at number one four times, and the other one said the the biggest ever drop from number one. <laughs> <laughs> Which was a very significant ninety-six places wow. in one well, week. After we went out, really? Yeah. <laughs>
3: So there we are always good to see Frank was on very good yeah, form. Yeah, it's always good, yeah. As always. So uh, this is Hawksby and Jacobs on Talk Sport. We've got lots more to come. We're here in partnership with uh, Green King. We hope you're all having a fantastic Christmas. For your chance to win great prizes this December, play the 12 rounds of sport. Download the season ticket app now. The
1: Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
10: It's Christmas time And I want to see Santa Claus
4: Yes, it's Christmas yeah, What a beautiful voice, Natalie Sawyer's got. Tremendous Great voice, you? yeah. Sensation. Fantastic voice. Yes, good
3: afternoon, Merry Christmas, and welcome back to Hawksby and Jacob's Clips of the Year. We're here until 4pm with the best clips from the likes of Nigel Botherway and Mike Parry, On you'll hear some of our favourite interviews of 2019 as well with our old mate Ian Wright, Gary Lineker, Ross Noble, amongst others. But uh, are you having a good Christmas, Andy? So oh, I'm it's loving good it. good of you to come in today. Thanks very much. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I marvellous. always
4: enjoy. This is part of my Christmas day, listening to the old clips of the year. Great. Yeah, yeah, marvellous. Okay. Mm. While well, you're doing the washing up. Yes.
3: Indeed. But it's time now to explore some of the best of the rest of the TalkSport presenters with a lucky dip of clips. And uh, where should we kick off? Well, we were a little bit worried earlier in the year when our commentator, Sam Matterface, had to go into witness protection.
9: It's going to be very interesting, Sam, to see what Spurs do tonight and what Chelsea do.
1: Absolutely, because at the weekend, both these two teams had um, not easy games, but games where they were able to rest players and change things up.
4: Still sounds
3: like him, doesn't it? It's not going to take anybody (laughs) off the
1: trail, is it? (laughs) Cricket
2: correspondent John
4: Norman now, reporting in from a balmy Barbados.
2: The sun just about uh, uh, travelling to the part of the sky, which uh, gives us a little bit of relief here in the press box. I had to put a hat on earlier and some suntan cream. I won't rub it in, though. Well, that's no <laughs> point, then, is it?
3: No point. It's going to sit on the surface yeah, no and you'll at have at a point. great big splodge. Uh, this is uh, David Marsland with the Sports News. Leeds
17: United owner Andrea Razzani Red- Andrea has met with his Derby counterpart... To- uh, uh, might as well just give up. <laughs> we What's haven't a, heard from him since, then. <laughs>
3: What's a Derby canter-panter? I
4: have no idea. I wouldn't have to think <laughs> about it? it, really. Sounds like a horse racing <laughs> term, doesn't it? It does.
3: So, staying with cricket and uh, former England batsman
9: Mark Butcher on breakfast. So, Butch, what have you on today? You busy today? Not anymore. No? Not, that's not that's once you? we're
13: done here, Al. I've, oh. I've had an early early morning with the, with the little one. Yeah, and um, I'm probably going to go back and relieve uh, relieve the misses. Steady on, Butch.
4: <laughs> me too much information. I'm giving isn't. away too much on air, of course. <laughs> Here's former Leicester boss Craig Shakespeare now at Watford, of course, with Jim White. I always remember
19: the occasion where I, we were in America. Name dropping again. Oh,
3: he's been to America. Get you, Craig, with your trips to America. (laughs) Name-dropping, isn't not it? And talking of uh, showing off, here's
4: Uri Geller on breakfast. Let me tell you this. I can't walk in the streets of Japan because I'm, you know, I I don't want to sound like I'm bragging or showing off, but I'm extremely famous in Japan. Yeah, sound like you're bragging, Uri, (laughs) to be honest. Yes. <laughs> right, next time I'm in Tokyo, I'm going to walk around with a picture of Yuri Geller and say, "Do people, you know who this man?" Is? <laughs> See how many people recognise yeah. him Actually, I might go to the Japanese, my kid, granddaughter's Japanese school, and purchase. take a picture. <laughs> or, yeah, go on, that's right. Make it a vendetta. <laughs> got a bit carried away there. This is newsreader. Let it day. go, Andy. I will. Daisy Gray, she of the best one-one record in Sir Bobby Charlton, with another belter this time, talking
7: Spurs. Tottenham scored three second-half goals as they beat Borussia Dortmund 3-0 at Wembley to take control of their Champions League last-16 tie. Son Heung-min, Jan Votenten.
3: <laughs> Jan Votenten? It's a bit harsh, isn't it? <laughs> he had a good game that night, if I remember rightly. Um, Rottenton will be a good headline, though, after the 7-2 against Bayern. That would have been perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's all right, though. She's more of a Burnley fan, really, as, uh, as oh, yeah, old Daisy, is old yeah. Daisy. Yeah. She knows her Burnley.
7: In sport, Burnley manager Sean Ditch believes his side's lethargic start Sean in Ditch. their 2-0... Why
3: Ditch? call me Sean Ditch? who <laughs> call me a... It's your job, by the way. <laughs> it's true. And now it's time
9: for History Today with Alan Brazil and Ray Parler. Didn't realise 15th of June, Magna Carta was signed all those years ago. Who?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's great, isn't it? Fantastic. Number sixteen, Magna Carta. Oh? So what's next then? This is Ray Stubbs and Andrew McKenna on Talksport 2, indulging in a bit of classic bands.
3: Let's look at the first ODI now with Talksport 2's. Andrew McKenna. Maka, good to talk to you. Morning Stubbs. I was quite enjoying your debate actually. I think I'll just shut up and let you carry on for a bit. <laughs> Tell us about the cricket. <laughs> oh, lovely <laughs> oh. chemistry, I thought there. <laughs> Tremendous. Lovely natural chemistry between, <laughs> between the two of them. Uh, this is Ian Holloway now discussing Southampton.
17: He was not wanted. He was not having a good season and, and income. Uh, Hoover and, and before you know it, wow. <laughs> <He> swept
3: up. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. He was a sweeper when he played old Hassel Hoover. He good was very Ollie. good, wasn't I he? Like yeah. Him and
4: Terry Dyson at the back. Yeah. <laughs> there was a worrying time earlier this year when we were a bit concerned
17: about Laura Woods goals as they go in here's Danny Kelly thank you very much indeed which means it's the season ticket with me Laura Woods and Luke Moore <laughs> what an impression that is <laughs> Very
4: good. Isn't
3: that's it? a
17: very good Danny <laughs> Kelly does, that Laura
4: does she does a very good Danny yeah. Kelly
17: um,
3: of course not let's check in with the real Laura Woods
11: this is the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast with me Ali <laughs> she, <I> think, <laughs> It's she's getting very confusing <laughs> I know
3: what does she actually sound like for goodness sake uh, this is the former Portsmouth midfielder Liam Lawrence with Jim White
0: I've played for them mm. home and away and and they come home and away they're absolutely amazing set of supporters and so are the Pompeii fans
3: wow yeah. he's he's been playing a long time Liam, has not he pre-volcano it, it always affects the pitch yeah eruptions post etna we weren't quite the same
4: side <laughs> no yeah uh, georgie bingham now discussing a man city legend
13: i was quite keen to get our next guest on uh because the film the keeper um is out and tells the story of uh, the wonderful Burt krautman <laughs> That's an
3: unfortunate
1: slip, isn't it? Really, see, really? Dear see where me. old Bert came from. Old Bert Krautman
3: There. This is Lisa O'Sullivan <laughs> now talking <laughs> Liverpool.
2: And
6: after
11: withstanding some early pressure from Porto, Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah,
14: Roberto Firmino, and Virgin v- Virgil Van Dijk, <laughs> yeah, I,
4: I, I, I very much doubt I, it, I doubt Lisa. It. To be honest, yeah. uh, what's next? It's Goffey goffy here adding H's when they're not needed. And that's six, it's, it's then when we find out how good
3: Liverpool are really hard. <laughs> really hard. <laughs> ah. Then removing them where they are.
4: And have the ECB been arsh on ales? <laughs> very harsh on ales. Very harsh on ales. They only do lagers. That's Back right. to Mark Saggers, mm. chatting to Max Rushton about their beloved ewes and getting a bit lovey.
7: I'm a Cambridge United fan. I like you. I'm hey, so, unbeaten, you know, unbeaten. 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 Sense. I mentioned it yesterday, just very quickly. Okay, yeah, do whatever you like. I mean, darling, what a great goal.
4: Love. <laughs> Hello, so showbiz, yeah, So showbiz, showbiz,
3: isn't he, isn't he? So showbiz This is the weekend sports breakfast with Georgie Bingham and Ian Holloway, and Georgie getting caught a little short.
17: Hello, and here we go. Georgie's off into the toilet, and I have been told to cue to the news. (laughs) Not very discreet, was it?
4: No, not really, no. Could have protected her from that, Ollie. And finally, this is Will Gavin on Extra Time. And isn't it great when you get crashed by a jingle, and it still almost works? John Krieger joining us to look at sport. Uh, from the other side of the pond, you're listening to Talk, Talk Sport.
3: sport. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you were possessed by the devil. <laughs> it was. It <laughs> like <laughs> sort of a napalm death. Now, uh, we bring you more clips, of course, from the Lucky Dip later in the show. Plus, we'll hear plenty more clips from the likes of Mr Mike Parry and uh, Nigel Botherwell on Fisherman's Blues and others. But time now for another of our favourite moments of the year. And it's one that I actually wasn't present for. In May, we hosted our first ever celebrity cricket match on Richmond Green here in London against the local pub team. And Andy was first up to bowl. This is Danny Kelly who sat in for me that day taking up the story.
17: He is going to open the bowling for um, the TalkSport Sport 11. For those of you who are just joining us, it contains um, fantastic international cricketers, the likes of Geraint Jones and, and Monty Panassar. Uh, Tatender Taibu is also out there, but somehow Andy's going to open the bowling. I would make the point as well we have got two uh, really, really top class international wicketkeepers in our team Geraint Jones and again uh, Tatender Taibu, um, and yet Maka um, is going to keep. Are we not, you're not? You're not now. He's not going to microphone, or he is going to, is going to keep wicket. So, uh, Andy, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can yes. you hear me? Yes, I can. Ah, that's clear. better. So this is, this is a new first for radio. Okay? Yes, it is. You're not, we've, often, we've seen on television they talk to the fielders, but you're going to talk us through your actual bowling over, yes? I am, and... Uh... And you're going to hit him naked, I guess. No, well. What's, what, well, that's all right. A bit of puffing and panting, all going to be nice. Yeah. Um, tell us, what um, in theory, what kind of, uh, of, of bowling, a bowler are you these days? I'm
4: right-arm, extremely slow seam-up. I'll uh, first ball. I'll be. I'll be going cross seam for a little bit of uh, just, just basically to make sure that I don't. I get it on the pitch. And do you know
17: who's opening the bowling
4: with you, Andy? No, who's opening the bowling? He's in the ball. Does anybody know who's opening the Clive Allen seems to have donned the gloves and the wiki keepers in, which is interesting. since we have got professionals. Macca, where's Macca?
17: Macca's on making his way out to the middle now, Have we everybody. got a ball? Uh, we need a ball. Oh, dear. Are this we, this which was end end we... going so well till Andy went out there.
4: No, no, Danny, I'm uh, now going to mark out my run.
17: Yes. Uh, which is probably not the most exciting bit of radio anyone's ever done. No, no, count out <laughs> the steps, Andy. That'll really uh, perk it up somewhat. Okay. One, two,
4: three, four, five. And there we go.
17: Yeah. a little hitch. Yeah. No, yes, and I'll make a little mark there. For those again just joining us, uh, as well as all those crickets I told you about, Clive Allen, of course, the former Spurs. Well, 49 goals in the season—that kind of legend is here. So is uh, Mark Bertram, the ex-Queens Park Rangers uh, uh, player. They, they owe us the two que- two old Queens Park Rangers players. They kind of owe us. They were very bad at the batting; didn't do very well at all. Uh, comedian and singer uh, Charlie Baker did really get one, said. but he was very stylish as well. And I think I do think it's fair to say the people from the cricketers, the, the Green King pub from which we're broadcasting, kind of on. I do think I do think that they that they were bemused by the efforts of the Talksport 11. But now we're down to the actual business. And I'm going to hand over to you to commentate on your own over.
4: Okay, so I'm standing uh, at the top of my mark. I'm going to roll a little across Seema. See how we go, I'm coming in. Oh. Oh. Not too bad, I think I will let that go. I could have fielded it, but it's gone for four. A bit of a <laughs> Not too bad then. Not too bad, it wasn't a bad ball, I should have really fielded it. I thought I had somebody behind me. How come I haven't got a mid off? That's ridiculous. Well, you're
17: setting the field. Dance, you wait there. That's it. Just to remind people, um, we're actually in the it's lovely pub, and you the You come, uh,
4: come and field it mid off. That's it. Okay. The
17: whole front of which is opens okay. out to allow a view of the cricket. We've got a lovely view of Andy not organising the field. Here he comes.
4: Oh, that's another four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. What happened there, Andy? He mishit that one. It was rather a poor
17: shot, actually. It would have been six otherwise, yeah. yeah
4: no, no. It was a pretty terrible shot. I'm <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty angry with him about
17: that. Okay. Here he comes again. Oh. Yeah, that's gone quite a long way. That's six, yeah. That's six. Yeah. I predicted 30 off the over. Look, I'm ahead of schedule now. I know.
4: It's a little bit rusty. <laughs> rusty? Bit rusty. I haven't played since last August. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't
1: i this bloke.
17: Yeah.
4: He's actually quite j- jammy. Yeah, I don't think he's any good. Come that on he now. Isn't. That one went a long way.
17: Yeah. Oh, dear. That's practically gone out the ground. No, a taxi driver's gone to fetch it, yeah. <laughs>
4: That's nearly gone through Dickie Attenborough's window. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I belt sake. him? Shall I knock him out?
17: <laughs> uh, for those of you not listening <laughs> earlier on, there was yeah. discussion of knocking out oh, an old man. Right, we about that. Right, okay. Have you got the ball back in your hand? Yeah. Here we go. Oh, blimey. What's happened there? See that one for six as well. Uh, <laughs> so 4, four six, six, 24 yeah, yeah. of the first four balls of the over. That's a bit annoying. stick, Danny, no. 30 I said. Yeah. He's, a, he's a bit greedy, this fella, isn't he?
4: Well, I am serving up some quite... It's a bit of buffeteria.
17: Yeah, but this is set oh, I all. Mean, seriously, though, this has set the team back badly, Andy. I know. Never mind. Great? Never mind. No, my fault. My, my view <laughs> is slightly being obscured now by a DHL van which has arrived. I wish my view was yeah, obscured. They're not, not paying us any sponsorship money. They just turned up and get their name mentioned. Oh, forgive me a second. Oh, what's happened there? It's another six. six. Okay. That Three sixes, eighteen plus eight to uh, twenty. That was quite a good ball. Yeah.
4: I mean, that wasn't, I mean, a, long, that wasn't that a lot wrong
17: with that ball. Thirty.
4: Yeah. Uh, basically, yeah. that was that was a good length on middle stump, and he's just hit it for six. Yeah. Which is a bit different. I think I'm going to have to aim one right at his head.
17: Your teammates are yet. looking very dispirited around the field, Andy. That's right.
4: The beamers come up now. Yeah. Yeah. Straight at the head.
17: We could have opened this with Monty Panesar, well, we couldn't could we? Done. Here we go.
4: I must say, I normally do better than this. This is quite a poor effort. Well, let's let's end it now with a okay, belter, Andy. There.
17: There we go. Here we he comes.
4: Oh, oh! for goodness sake. Clive's just let it through for a bye. <laughs> how shot. many
17: buys? Just the one?
4: Absolutely pathetic effort at a reverse sweep.
17: Yeah, it was. But a bit Mickey taking Andy A reverse sweep in the first over. Yeah. Oh, dear. I mean, I'm glad Paul Hawksley wasn't here to see yeah. this. To be fair, it wasn't the
4: worst over I've ever bowled. There we are. I wish I'd witnessed that. Yes, indeed. it was one of the worst overs I've ever bowled in my life. You really. got a bit of a carting, didn't you? I did, yes, but uh, I like to put it down to the fact that I hadn't warmed up.
3: Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> course. That would be definitely what it was. <laughs> That's right. So, anyway, lots more clips, a lot more interviews, and the best of uh, bits from 2019. This is Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport this Christmas in partnership with Green King. Wishing you a happy holiday season.
1: And New Year from Green King, your home of pub sports. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport.
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
15: I'm Sandra
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Yes,
6: I'm preparing for some Christmas sharing,
1: but I pause because hang in my
9: stockin', I can hear a knock. Is that you, Santa Claus?
3: The beautiful singing voice there of Nicole Holiday from the uh, <laughs> Friday night show with the gang. Uh, Who would have thought? The it? game day preview. It's yeah. interesting, she doesn't, it has got a, she, a singing voice, it's so different from her speaking gravelly, voice. Yeah, it's quite it. gravelly. I wasn't mm. expecting it, but uh, yeah, lovely track. From her and the quartet. (laughs) And welcome back to uh, H&J's Clips of the Year, some of our uh, favourite moments from 2019. We're with you all the way through until four uh, more great clips interviews. Uh, We turn our attention to the riverbank now and look at some of our favourite clips from Nigel, by the way, and occasionally Keith Arthur on the excellent Fisherman's Blues. Uh, And uh, we start with Nigel opening another
7: show. Regular listeners will know two things about me. Well, more than two, I expect, but here's two they will know. One, I love the River Wye. I never knew that. (laughs) Who'd have thought? (laughs) I don't know why I love the River, but there
4: you go. We were surprised to hear Nigel come out with this. I told you a while ago how eels are getting high on cocaine. I think I would have remembered. (laughs) I don't remember that I don't remember that, do
3: you? (laughs) I think that would have been uppermost in my mind. Although perhaps not as surprised as we were to hear
7: him say this. It reminded me of uh, not long ago. I was having a coffee with my dog in Hampton Hill. Really? Shouldn't give dogs coffee, yeah, really. It's that's right nice. it's all that oh, yeah. caffeine's not no, good he for them. That's a
4: little espresso, nice. Yeah. <laughs> no shot. That's fine. Put in a little saucer,
7: nice. <laughs> Nigel, now with a thank you for a listener. Thanks to my texter from Norway. You make my morning. Sorry, I haven't got time to read it out. Oh well,
3: fair <laughs> enough. No time I really but thanks anyway. Thanks for nothing. Uh, We established down the years that all fishing terminology, of course, does sound like it's come straight out of a carry-on film. And 2019 was no different.
7: And I remember the tip I often think I ought to give our listeners, and you probably know it, and that is if you make yourself a cup of tea, put the tea bags in your butt ring... Oh, I'll
4: give that a crack when I go. Let them cool down. Haven't you?
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'd like to think so. Tepid, ideally. <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh, so, uh, what's next then? It's
7: Nigel talking about the highlights of one of his many fishing excursions. Not to mention hot showers. Nice. Uh, really is nice. And uh, the other thing I like about it is you can go stalking. Oh, Nigel, be careful, mate. Not, Not sure
3: you can do that in 2019. <laughs> Not a great idea, uh, Nigel. Now um, filling us in on the sports
7: premier competition. Um, the winner of the Fishermania Grand Final next year, as always, will net a cool £50,000. The runner-up will take home £50,000. Well, what's the point of winning, then? No point in winning. <laughs> no
4: point, miles will come second, get <laughs> yes. the cash. Yes. Here's Nigel telling us about a friend of his who's starting a new fishing-related business.
7: Well, Dave is not one for sitting still, and he's always been fascinated by bait, which has led to him launching a super hook bait. That's how it's pronounced, Dave tells me, although it's actually spelt F-J-U-K-A. But uh, the F sign and it's presa- pronounced super.
3: Yeah, it's not how I'd spell super, I'm is sure it? Yeah? Fooper. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a hell of a hand in uh, Scrabble, of course, but beyond that. Uh, so this is uh, Keith Arthur sitting in for Nigel, mm. getting kelnered, hung out to dry by his phone guest. I'm doing sort
18: of semaphore here. Yeah. Mm. I was up practice since before all last night.
3: I'm
4: flagging now.
3: <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> he did get a little... <laughs> he got a slight... <laughs> but that gag didn't quite land, did it? I quite it? liked it. Yeah. But
4: here's Nigel coming back from an ad break. Fisherman's Blues with Nigel <laughs> Botherway on Talk
7: Sport 2. Rob, Rob Thompson.
3: <laughs> of course when in doubt just shout rob rob thompson if uh, none of the mics are working this is nigel with a lovely family related surprise for his guest river monsters jeremy wade
7: and another one here from sarah collins of get hooked on fishing nice segue back into jeremy she says just to let you know jeremy's nephew has been coming to get hooked on fishing at ealing with his school i think his name's harry uh, does that sound right to you jeremy
3: Ooh, that doesn't ring a bell. Oh, okay, fair (laughs) enough. Lovely family. uh, Get together
4: there. (laughs) This is another of Nigel's guests. Trying to encourage young people to take up fishing.
10: Everyone goes to school, so it's a great time. If you have that in the curriculum,
14: I'm sure kids would pick going fishing over having less in English.
3: Yeah, of course, they won't be able to read or write or spell, (laughs) but blimey, their fishing would be fantastic. It's all about priorities, isn't it? Uh, Nigel now recalling a recent fishing trip to France.
7: There was uh brothers Mark and Dan Burford, Ian Chance, Leon Mansfield and the Cole father and son combination. Uh Ian and Daryl fishing on Cole Island as we named it and uh, we all caught fish, we all had fun, even squeezed in a game of balls, which was good fun. <laughs> that sounds like quite a sinister game.
3: I think Does he mean ball, you think? I, think he does. I don't squeezing in a game of balls. I don't know, It sounds like some sort of lads thing, doesn't it? Some sort of lads thing. Uh, here's Nigel with something of an environmental concern.
7: Good luck if you're fishing a match today, or wherever you're fishing. I hope you catch whatever you wish for. Um we're wishing that uh, HS2 doesn't go through um, Savay Lake. Well, yes, yeah, so, so we I, yeah. really? We're going
4: to get your paper <laughs> wet you? you're reading it in the morning, aren't you? It's disaster, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, the listeners are crucial to Fisherman's
7: Blues and here's Nigel trying to drum up some calls. Anyone is free to call in and as long as you pass Karen's half-sensible test, she'll put you straight through to me alive on air this morning.
3: Ideally alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, yeah, yeah. Uh, alive helps, I think, really, right, if you're going to so, yeah. phone in. Mm. Uh, you know what, Andy? As oh, it's yeah. Christmas Day, I think I'm going to treat
4: myself to a bit of smoked salmon. Oh, good idea. Lovely. Let's see what Nigel on Fisherman's Blues
7: thinks. If you knew that, you know, the fish were pumped full of steroids, antibiotics, the, the flesh was dyed, they were then bleached to get all the lice off.
4: Yeah, I might just have turkey instead, actually. <laughs> Probably a better Bit idea. of cold turkey this evening. <laughs> yeah, nice. It's not just fishing that Nigel loves, though. He's big into his rugby, too. And here he is talking about the World
7: Cup final. But I did notice that Sia Khaleesi, South Africa's first ever black captain, was born on June the 16th. And by a strange quake of furt, he was born the day before apartheid was abolished. Yeah, abolished. What, a
3: str- <laughs> what a strange quake of furt that was. <laughs> Quite amazing. even say quake of fur, And finally, <laughs> um, Nigel brought us some movie news earlier in the year.
7: Um, we're hoping to talk about a new film called Pond Life.
3: Oh, yeah, and we thought, well, that certainly did remind (laughs) us of something. Of course it did.
16: Confidence is a preference for the habitual foyer of what is known as
7: pond life. A morning suit can be avoided if you take a route straight through
1: what is known as.
7: Pond life.
17: You get the idea with that
3: pond life. So uh, those are the best clips from Fisherman's Blues over the past 12 months. Still to come, we've got plenty more clips, including some vintage Mike Parry. Okay, and uh, another lucky dip of the best of the rest. But time now for another of our favourite interviews from the uh, last 12 months, and it was a pleasure to be joined in the studio by a returning talk sport legend of course recent star of I'm a celebrity get me out of here Righty he was in the former Arsenal striker Ian Wright
6: well, welcome back it's great, yeah, it's great yeah, to yeah. be back lovely building lovely yes, see, it's a nice. flash yeah. isn't it? yeah you can see you but can in the old see place. outside
4: yeah. <laughs> we're gradually talk sporting you though we've, yeah. we've managed to pull the, the door the handles the handle off, off the door he's <laughs> <laughs> feeling Tremendous. more like the old
3: place the headphones don't work <laughs> Give so, a year. Yeah.
4: when you speak to young
3: players now do you think there is that I mean the way you came into the game players like you and Les you had mm proper jobs, yeah. and and then you became professional footballers and had great careers. Uh, do, do you think there's an understanding of these guys that it's all laid on, really, from a very young age? They go through academies. They never did. It does,
6: it does seem like that. Seem that. that. And, you know, yes, and from a very young age, eights and nines, which yeah. is ridiculous. I can't remember passing to anyone at eight and nine. <laughs> you know, now we're talking about real regimented games and games that are really... You know structured and systems and that i just I, I didn't know about all that so i just wanted to play everybody who i played who just wanted to score goalkeeper rush goalkeeper he would come out he'd try and score yeah everybody learned their position so you get older and if you got to a level where you're good enough then the scouts would pick you up and then you'd go from there but now they're getting taken so early and all they know is football and being in an elite level of football mm. from the age of eight and nine and all of a sudden you get to certain ages and, and you've been blown out you've you, been just cast aside it's difficult yeah. very difficult very difficult for them um, that's another that's another whole story that people need to deal with as well those kids and what it does to them you know from the age of 8 to 16, 17 and then bam they don't know anything else and it's gone
4: yeah it's always it's always been a problem
6: yeah it? it's a massive problem
4: uh, we should talk a bit of football as well go on then and uh, you mentioned <clears throat> David Dean there and yes such a, such a formative influence on you and it strikes me really that Arsenal haven't been the same since he left.
6: I remember, Andy, me and Adrian doing the show here, TalkSport, and I remember saying I'd love them to be able to find it. Um, I was talking to Adrian, I don't know what he's going to talk about today, but I'd love them to be able to find when I said, with David Dean going, that is the beginning of the end. That is a problem. That's a massive problem. Mm -hmm. Um, He's the kind of person that, in respects of football and knowledge and visionary um, and love for the club... That you you can't afford to lose people like that, and that
3: relationship with Arsene Wenger at the Absolutely. time was very key.
6: Was it? It was massively, yeah. massively important to the whole club, and we saw what happened in the end. I think that Arsene Wenger done brilliantly in the in the end, because, but he had the reins. He had to do so much. Yeah, in the end, um, and he did need that help. You know, various people came in. You could see that it, it didn't quite work out, and especially when you look at the fact that. People have left on freeze and all that stuff. I remember having arguments mm. with Arsenal fans on on the drive time show, Yeah. trying to say to them, "Listen, we're gonna, we're in danger here, man. We're going to be worried. We're going to be in, in problems. Like thinking about finishing fourth, are we going to be challenging anymore?" I remember saying those things, but like you, people don't want to hear it at the time. And you know, we're in that situation now. And Arsenal are right now are in a position where, you know, without the money to spend, without the, the, the qualifying for the Champions League, going back into the Europa the Europa League you know have the players improved has the mentality improved there's a lot of questions to be asked and you know like I say you just have to hope that something happens at the moment You're just living on hope the Ramsey thing was the
4: weirdest one I mean you couldn't really trace Arsenal's implosion at the end of the season he got injured yes but they were looking like they were going to finish third didn't mm. they, and outside the top four yeah. And, and he always does you know you thought if he played in the final he always got yeah. a good record against Chelsea yeah. it, it, it's strange And you saw how much they missed him and then it makes the decision to let him go
6: just I think that um, as much as you know you, you, Arsenal have to take a massive amount of blame for that because there's a there was a stage where they must have known that he's not going to sign so then we're talking about a £60 million player that, okay, we'll, we'll have to sell you then. Mm. You know, not let it get to the stage where it's got to, but they they waiting and waiting. at the same time, you have to look at Aaron Ramsey as well. Aaron Ramsey's getting to a situation in his career where he can run down the contract. And I think Arsenal made him the kind of offer that, yes, it was a, is a good offer, but when you consider what he's able to get and what's yeah. been documented that he has got, there's no way that Arsenal are going to be able to match that. Now, if he knew that he was going to get that, there's no way that Aaron Ramsey was going to sign. So... You say it, that, but it
4: costs like £40 million to replace him, so yeah. you might as well give him... Well, yes, but it's the yeah, structure this is, of the
6: wages, isn't it? Yeah, yeah at the same that. time, yeah, yeah, but they've broken that. They they've broken Mr. that. But the fact is is that you have to make a decision, and so the decisions that were being made um, by in respect of Aaron Ramsey's contract before it was starting to get to run down were being made by people who are obviously, who now longer no longer there, I should say, are hmm. uh, now no longer there, um, and they've gone on to pass his new and left Arsenal in a little bit of a mess. Yeah. In 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 the contracts they've given people, it's very top heavy in the, in the in the in the squad, and we can see that in the way that the guys are performing.
3: Does it uh, does it hurt more because you got the the, the neighbours have got a bit noisier? You think? I think the next Yeah.
6: Yeah. Without to be honest with, by producing um, players and obviously buying very very well, um, when they did buy, you know, whatever I remember people were you know, not so long ago. they're going to, going on about Sissoko. He's turned into a mainstay. Yeah. Um, you look at people like Trippier, what he came for. You know, Daley we Ali. We can go on. Harry mm. Kane for nothing. And and when you look at, Eric, like Christian Eriksen, how much is he going to go for? £11.5 million he cost. And you're looking at the way they've built that team without spending too much and they've gone into the stadium, got to the Champions League final, have been in the top four for the last four years. That's progress. Whatever you want to say about it. And it, and it doesn't hurt me to say it because like you have to say that whether people think about Daniel Levy and what's going on with um, Mr. Lewis ahead of him, something's going right now. Mm. They're doing something right, but now they're going to have to, they're going to have to do something. They have to spend some money because yeah. they've got a taste now, the boys.
3: It's lovely that you say nice things about Tottenham, though, right? Can't She's help it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about it is,
6: Paul, um, is, poor, is that I'll, I'll probably get hammered. Yeah. And the fact is, is that <laughs> you you've got to give credit where it's due. <laughs> yeah. You know they've done that. You know they could have. They nearly won the the Champions League. I'll, I'll be spending a penny in like two and a half years, and yeah. getting a stadium. What? Will you, will you tell Adrian that? Yeah, uh, you know, Adrian knows. <laughs> Adrian knows but he's a troublemaker. <laughs> yeah. You're, the Thornwall the t- the the yeah. was the last pot we yeah. won and you were part of it. I loved so, that. Do you kept have you kept your medal? Yeah, it was a, it was kind of like it was a see-through one. It's it oh, massive. Okay. It was the size of that thing there. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Um the thing about it is is that whatever people say, you know what I mean, of course you're not going to put the the tournoi in the same category as as the the Euros or the World Cup. Of course you're not, but we played against France, um, Brazil um in in that as well, you know what I mean? It was Italy, yeah, you know, it was, it was a really good competition at that time. What Glenoddle was trying to do was get us acclimatized to be in a situation where you're in the latter stages of somewhere with top teams, and you're getting your mind right. And this is what um, this is why I believe that it's been a good competition. People have gone really over the top with the way we got we lost to Holland, mm. we, and you know, of course, there were mistakes made, and it wasn't great. It wasn't a great um, It wasn't a great performance, but. They seem to forget that with everything that's happened with the World Cup, the fact that we got to the, the, the semi-finals of the, the Nations Cup, beating Croatia, absolutely battered Spain. You know, even when we beat Spain, yeah. people were saying things like, yeah, well, it's not, it's real Spain in a competition. So you're never going to get credit, the English boys, are never going to get credit for beating teams. Like, I think that the progression they've made since he's come in October 26, 2016, once he signed his permanent contract, we've got better. Mm. And we are getting better. And I think that when you look at the penalties, what we took, they were fantastic. They were emphatic, Yeah, yeah the yeah. way we took them. Everybody looked confident. And, you know, it's, yes, we've practised them before, but now there's been a mental shift, a mentality shift mm. in the dressing room. You could see it. The boys can't wait to, to link up. You've you, you seen them on social media. They're all mates. They're all together. And that's what you need going forward we're still a work in <clears> progress <throat> as, a, as a national team in what Gareth's trying to do and he's doing it brilliantly
3: yeah yeah
6: I was interested to hear you say you're going to have a social media break when you were playing would you have welcomed this
4: with this sort of contact with the fans I mean some no. players say, I can't see it's beneficial no, it's,
6: it's not um it, you're not I don't believe you know I remember Stormzy I saw Stormzy say something about it you're not meant to have this much interaction with people you're not it's not meant to be hmm. it's not meant to happen you're not meant to get that much of information and yeah. all that sort of stuff you're not meant to look on something and see how much someone hates you or how much someone likes you yeah those it's not right it's not it's not right for you as a no. so the it's thing is it's not healthy is it it's not, healthy. No. It's not no. healthy at all and you know when you look at like from, you need it for everything's going on you get great information off of it and that but in the main with with the instagram with the twitter with everything what's going on you do need to 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 have a break from it. You do need to do that because while the season's going on, yes, you need it because things are happening, you've seen what's going on. But like, other than that, you know what I mean? It's something that... Like, I, I ain't got no problem parking it up. No. None at all.
3: You've stepped back... Used, mm. You were on Twitter quite a lot, but you've kind of stepped back from it a little bit generally. Because there's no... You?
6: There's, you can't win. It's, it's, Twitter, for me now, it, it's a pointless exercise in respect of trying to have a decent conversation with anyone because yeah. what happens is, after a while, the avalanche of abuse that comes in when you're trying... Like, for instance, uh, if we if we said, you know, Dele and Ari, De- Dele Ali and, uh, and Harry Kane, you know, they've just been tired, you know what I mean? Had a hard season, you know what I mean? And, they've, they've, you know, injuries and everything. And I guarantee you put that up there and you just look at the, the rubbish that comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you're just trying, you you were just trying to engage. You try to engage. And it's it's, it's impossible to do that, literally, now on Twitter. Impossible.
3: Yeah, it's a great show. It's a great forum. Yeah. It's
6: an unbelievable forum. You, you're talking about a youngster, a kid, if he's on there, if, you know, if obviously, he's, if he's been super, he can message Ronaldo. He can message Messi, and you know, yeah, you might get an answer, but you can mm. reach. Yeah, sure. You can reach the the, the, the pinnacle of, of football, and that is what that medium does. But people choose to use it in such a an, abhor- an abhorrent way. It's it's, it's yeah. really quite sad.
3: So there we are. Always good to see. Yeah, you I love writing. Like, yeah. So, uh, lots more to come, more interviews, uh, lots of excellent clips. This is Hawksby and Jacobs on Talk Sport in partnership with Green King. For atmosphere you can't get at home, head to your local Green King to watch all the darts action this December. They're your home of pub sport. The Hawksby
1: and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
4: Weather there from Angling Projects. Well, on piano. <laughs> yes, that's uh, it's really lovely.
3: <laughs> Welcome back then to uh, Hawksby and Jacob's Clips of the Year on TalkSport. It's uh, time now to bring you some of the best clips from TalkSport's fantastic live sports coverage over the last mm. year. We brought you so much,
4: so much live sports. Game day was the start of game day. I love games.
3: Sensational. Yeah. Three matches every Saturday, of course. And we start with Alvin Martin discussing the former Huddersfield manager David Wagner.
7: If you look at at Huddersfield, I mean I can't believe how positive David Wagner is. I think he's brilliant. He reminds me of my mum, you know. Really? Really? Oh <laughs> <What>, the beard. <laughs>
3: seemed very
4: strange. <laughs> it's Mickey Gray being struck by the curse of the commentator.
2: I'm still to wonder, and I've watched all of this game and I've seen him a few times playing out, what Hosselou actually does. I really don't know what he does. He doesn't look like a goal scorer to me. Um, his hold-up play isn't the best I've seen. He makes runs when he knows that the ball's not going to come his way.
0: Here's an effort from distance. It's missed by the goalkeeper. Hossaloo is chasing up and he has
3: scored. <laughs> We've now, all done see, that. That's ex-Sunderland player. That was karma. That was Mick, definitely. This is Adrian Durham with Goal News. So Norwich two apiece leads
4: 2-1 up having been... Two, one, down. Interesting times. Very, so, yeah, of course, incredible times, yeah, I would say. Yeah, happen, yeah, I don't know a, how they did it. The Moose now taking himself down something of a dead end.
9: It bounces away. That would have been a,
4: a, some goal if Loftus-Cheek had managed to put that one in. The amount of uh, twisting and turning he did there, like a, a twisty and turny thing. Yeah. Yeah, great. <laughs> Not a
3: great analogy, <laughs> is it? A twisty and turny Not thing. Not the best. Uh, staying with the Moose, he did try and get a new catchphrase off the ground this year. Any sign of a change on the touchline? Here's the moose.
6: Ooh, not really. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Ooh, not really. <laughs> it was a bit Mavis from Corrie, <laughs> it wasn't was. it? Known as the uh, moose. Ooh, not really. Beautiful. Yes.
4: This is our rugby league correspondent, Mark Wilson, at the Challenge Cup final. Warrington Wolves
0: outstanding from start to finish. They led 12-0 at the break. Tries from Joe Philbin. A real
17: bullock in run got him over the line. Sorry,
3: what was that, Mark? Bullock in... Oh, bullocking, I see, running in the style of a bullock. We thought we'd better check before we played it, as we didn't want to get a bullocking, obviously, from the management. Uh, Here's Mark Saggers at the uh, Nations League Finals uh, starting an argument where there wasn't one. Do you know what? It's about time, Nigel Adley, that FIFA and UEFA said it's all about winning our
10: tournaments, not whether you come third... If you get beat or you're out and you don't reach the final,
7: go home. No, the, All the, of you, go home. Go home, to, go home. go home, go home, go home. Yep, yeah. Go I, home. Yep, Go home. Don't with start tags. disagreeing with me. No, I agree with you. <laughs> go home. <laughs> it's fantastic.
4: He isn't does that. love a round, Sags, yes. doesn't he? Now, over to the tennis and uh, an update on Extra Time with Jordan jarrett Bryan, And this is exactly how it went out. Okay, let's get
1: a quick update now from the US Open with Lisa O'Sullivan. U.S. Open updates on TalkSport with Amazon Prime Video. Watch the U.S. Open live all this week exclusively on Amazon Prime Video. It's the perfect match.
5: Lovely bit of music.
1: <clears throat> yep. U.S. Open updates on TalkSport <laughs> Fantastic. Amazon Prime
3: Video. Smooth. It was. It was smooth. Uh, this is Stuart Pierce with Sam Matterface at St. Mary's. Coming overall mobster. Our social
0: media guru wanted to take a, a rather pretty picture of earlier, then he realised there was a concrete factory
11: right next to it and wasn't as good as the picture he thought. Uh, we should have mind? got him a concrete overcoat, shouldn't we, eh? <laughs> See how he can swim then. A little bit dark there, Stu. A little bit, a little bit dark. Stuart
4: going to the fridge, taking some chicken palm out there. <laughs> it yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, Ray Parler now with his attempt at pronouncing the name of Southampton's manager.
19: <laughs> Southampton defended for their lives, they really did, and Uzil Hunter was um, he, he was so pleased.
3: Yeah, Uzil Hunter, we Usel all know Hunter. him, don't we? Yeah. That's
4: the, that is officially the worst pronunciation
3: of Hassan Uzil. <laughs> fantastic, isn't it? Ian Holloway here alongside Nigel Adley at Swansea v Man City. And maybe Ollie didn't quite share Nigel's sense of gravitas in this moment.
18: We have a pitch invader at the moment, and we've had too many of those recently. Andre
3: Mariner is just... Oh, take that! Yeah, (laughs) maybe it was Gary Barlow.
4: (laughs) Maybe he recognised the pitch invader. It might have been, yeah. Could have been, yeah. Uh, Commentator Nigel Pearson now, who seems strangely reluctant to say the word glass.
6: Cristiano Ronaldo turns away, wheels away and celebrates with a plastic... Uh, a plastic bottle or a plastic piece of beer-drinking equipment thrown
0: at him for good measure.
3: <laughs> Maybe he fell out with a glass marketing <laughs> bolt. I don't know what it was. The uh, no, Glassblowers Association. <laughs> to the cricket now and Neil Manthorpe, where you can hear on Boxing Day as part of Talk Sports live coverage of the South Africa Test Series, reporting on the Cricket World Cup. Sometimes an overcautious uh, approach can backfire. Shikadawan was out earlier, also caught by the cock. Yeah, now we don't think we knew he knew what he'd said then, uh, old uh, manners, but he definitely did this time.
5: They've got to keep up with the run rate. They've got to score to run a ball throughout the innings, I
13: think, and then just a little bit of acceleration rather than a big explosion at the back end. So
4: it's... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Not
3: really. He can't beat a big
4: explosion at the back end. It was fantastic. And this is a strange moment with Sam Matterface in a game between Southampton and Manchester United.
1: Rashford, got past Bednarak, put it through his legs got to the edge of the penalty area, ran into Vestergaard Mike Dean got smacked by the ball and has lost some of
3: his equipment and it's ricocheted into the arms of Angus Gunn who sent it upfield (laughs) Angus Gunn is holding Mike Dean's equipment and he sent it upfield that I'd love to see, what a great that's a brilliant bit of commentary because I'm seeing something very different from what happened here's Motti commentating on Arsenal against Wolves last month
1: yeah well there's going to be a substitution now isn't there uh, looks as though Ruben Viagra is the obvious choice because he
5: is
11: a left... Uh, well, he is a fullback, really. He certainly is,
4: old yeah, Ruben Viagra. stiffens up the back four. He
3: certainly does. <laughs> he certainly does. And uh, they blew away kit. And finally, it's Mark Saggers and Ray Houghton at White Hart Lane and Sags was getting annoyed with the half-time stragglers. The
15: uh, bars really? and the uh, cafeterias and the pub there is in it, everything is magnificent.
7: Yeah, the only thing is... It's a get bit back! Like, it's a bit like Wembley, they don't get out, do they? Get back to the <laughs> seats! <laughs> yeah.
10: Come on, watch this, we're about to start. Listen to it with us, here are your eyes, Sam
3: Matterface and Rahal. Well, there we are. And Andy, that did remind us of something, <laughs> it did, didn't yeah.
5: it? yeah. into Arizona <laughs> some California gas. Get back!
3: <laughs> get back! <laughs> So there we are, an angry Mark Saggers there. Did you like that one, Moose?
4: Not really. Oh! <laughs>
3: What a great catchphrase. I'm surprised it didn't take off. So those are some of the best clips from our live sports coverage over the past uh, 12 months. Stay tuned for lots more fantastic live sport here on Talksport and Talksport 2. Still to come, some brilliant Mike Parry clips amongst others. But first, here's another of our favourite interviews from 2019 and the brilliant comedian Ross Noble joined us in the studio. And we covered everything from windmills to Mel Brooks. You better not. OK, yeah, we just decided that uh, <laughs> Ross has got a doozy of a story and he's now worked it through in his head mm. and has thought, probably can't tell that no, on I air.
16: Might, I might be able to. OK, well, yeah, no, I'll leave be, yes. that with you. No, I will.
3: I will. Brilliant. We,
16: we can talk about that, yeah. Well,
3: after we've talked about you, talk. Ross Noble <laughs> uh, has joined us in the show. It's been a long time,
16: Ross. Lovely to see you. It's yeah. nice to be back. You yeah. seem yeah. to be on the bridge of some kind of um, starship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like... Uh, <laughs> we've yeah, we've had a lick of paint. Yeah, back in the old days, I used to... I'd come you. Yeah. Then you were in some sort, I mean, it was barely a cupboard. Well, wasn't I mean, it? we had the Yorkshire <laughs> <option laughs> Terror killing the rats, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, a exactly. very I small mean, studio. I mean, was, you've then, got, yeah. uh, I don't even think you had, uh, full double glazing no, at the no, last place. No, we didn't have many you, windows. You, now you've <laughs> got, you've got double glazing at yeah. an angle so it doesn't reflect. Yeah. And then you've got the actual window of the building outside of the studio. Yeah, and
3: with a fantastic it's, view across been, uh, uh, yeah. London, yeah. Isn't
16: that the building over there? Uh, is that the one, uh they, they call that the... the um, walkie-talkie. walkie hmm. Isn't that the one that was reflecting the sun's rays and setting fire to cars? I think <laughs> yes, it, was. It, yes. it was. it was.
3: They've yeah. changed it. Like a, a giant fantastic. thing used to do as a kid with a magnifying yeah. glass during <laughs> the summer holidays.
16: <laughs> People were parking their cars yeah. and having to, on a hot day, they had to sprint. If you look <laughs> cl- closely, though, you can see the monument, which
4: used to be this massive thing.
3: It was one of the biggest... Is, yeah, Dwarf, oh, yeah, It, it yeah, wasn't yeah. about
4: 1667,
3: though. It was the biggest, uh, <laughs> I mean, was <laughs> tallest <laughs> building in London. <laughs> it's w- been a while. And, and
16: wasn't there a law, well, there was a law for a while that you weren't, nothing was allowed to be bigger than St. Paul's. That's right, That was yeah. the I mean, then. That, that may have up gone up out the window. Yeah, 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 yeah just a yeah. bit, yeah. <laughs> so, but clearly, when they designed that thing there, and they just, they put it there, they obviously didn't factor in the fact that London would ever be sunny. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was, it was probably up there for like a year. And then eventually, <laughs> pow, yeah, Cars are bursting into the Something yeah. from a Marvel ah, comic. Yeah, we never yeah. thought we might have one sunny day. <laughs> at some time. Yes. I like the owl. Have you seen that one that looks like a big owl? That's no, no. Over that, it's got like, uh, it's got turbines in the, wow. um, yeah, over there.
3: It's meant to look like a big owl. Or does it look like a big owl to you? I,
16: th- I think it might not just be. Not big owl
3: that does our breakfast. No, show. Not big owl Building building Alan Brazil, Brazil. I mean, that, that
16: would be. be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. If the uh, initial design <laughs> meeting, he walked in, just like, what are your concepts? No drawings. Big owl. <laughs> it's a big owl. It's in London. Smaller buildings that look like pellets. He's regurgitated. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the future. <laughs> uh, am I right in thinking, I, I heard this, this might be a rumour, mm. but there's a windmill on top of this building. Is that right? Apparently, there's really? a, I mean, like one for energy. They're not, they're not, they're not grinding flour, <laughs> <laughs> which,
3: which That's that fantastic. Would, wouldn't yeah. that be amazing? Well, the bread all... is very good in the canteen. <laughs> <That laughs> explain right. it. always tastes very fresh. Downstairs,
16: it's all super high tech, but there's a, d- you all open at the door, and it's a Lowry painting, oh. just up on the top of... Yeah, all right, son, come up <laughs> here. Bring, bring the grain. Bring, bring the grain, and I'll uh, hit you. Well, ask
3: later what it's like up there in the old windmill. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. hum, humanoid, humanoid, humanoid. Humanoid is humanoid. your tour, Ross. Mm, uh, yeah. And if people haven't seen you on tour, um, uh, they they, maybe sh- they shouldn't expect something that's necessarily uh, tightly scripted
16: for well, uh, for an hour and a half. It's not, I mean... Yeah, the fashion now is for shows to have a, you know, a theme Mm. and all that sort of stuff. And I don't go in for all that carry on. You know, I like something that's, that's looser. Yeah. And yeah. more Owl slash windmills. Yeah. <laughs> I have <laughs> seen you on that That's, your, that's yeah. your best. That's, that's you yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah, Often yeah. the first and hour
3: of your show, you're not doing the show. You're, you're just, working, you're yeah. doing you're just, stuff. Yeah,
16: there's people in the room and then you get to meet them and it's just, mm. you know, it all kind of, uh, it's, because uh, the thing is now, we're so, uh, they look at me trying to make this like some sort of big cultural point, but <laughs> yeah. we're all cut off now. You know, everyone's on their phones all the time and, you know, people are faceless and hiding behind their they sort of avatars and stuff. So stand-up is one of the last places where people come together in a room, uh, t- even if it's just for one night, they form like this sort of community, a uh, uh, sort of oneness, and you just sort of, um, you know, it all happens. Yeah. It all happens there. It's a bit like sports, but without the crushing disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And there is a night, I see, uh, the
3: night of the very glamorous London Palladium oh, next May. Yes, yeah, 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 Have
16: you played the Palladium uh, before? have, yeah, the, uh, I did it. The, the, the great thing about playing the Palladium is it's so steeped in history. Yeah. But you go, uh, downstairs under the stage and they've bricked in Bruce's ashes. Have they really? Yeah. Yes. They took his, there's, there's, I think it's him, um, maybe Lord Delfont. Right. But like it's, they took his ashes and then, cause I, I thought they'd just scattered, I'd heard they'd scattered mm. his ashes yeah. at the Palladium, but no, they've got, Bruce's actual action, and there's
3: a look, and it, it marks it. There's a plaque, and, and there's the, a yeah. plaque
16: on the wall, and it says, "Behind here." is the ashes of uh, Bruce force Is, is it like a,
3: showbiz, f- Showbiz's version yeah. of the This is Anfield sign? If you're going on as a turn, <laughs> yeah. you, if you touch Bruce's ashes, you'll probably have a good set. I mean, you, I, I know
16: nothing about sport, so <laughs> I don't get that reference yes, at
3: yes, all. It, uh, Anfield, as players come down the tunnel Liverpool at Liverpool's stadium. ground, they touch a sign that says This is Anfield, and they, oh, it's right. above, it's so above they touch the tunnel. It for luck, so Yeah, right? they oh, touch so it for You luck, know, it's
16: exactly the same. It's a bit like um, what they should do, is they should they should have the ashes in a ball, you know, like the gymnasts. And they should just... You put oh, it on your hands. Yeah. Uh, oh, that. Yeah. And
3: then, uh, oh, dear. that was to see it. The tea, it yeah, it. <laughs> he would uh, Bruce, uh, one working on the basis, Bruce would have found that funny. He, he was a talk sport he listener. He would have found, it. what, two, two, three, regular phone in Bruce now and again. He was fantastic. he would. phone in, Goffy in, and Adrian, he'd phone, hello Alan, he'd feel fantastic. Did he really? Brilliant. yeah. I did not.
16: I wouldn't have, was it, was it very, heavily golf based, was it? Quite on, lot of golf. He liked his football as well. and Woods, didn't he do well? He would yeah, he loved it. Now, since
4: our senior <laughs> as well right
3: that. Um, <laughs> that was a, yeah you've been mm. in the west end and saw you in the west end in young frankenstein very much enjoyed it but uh i'm sure one of the great mm. joys of that was was spending a lot of time in the company of the legendary mel brooks yeah yeah that's
16: the story that i was deciding yeah. whether or not i, should well, I heard yeah. you talking
4: about his, his reaction to newcastle as well last
16: week <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that was great he's uh we went up and did two weeks at the theater so you imagine how that felt for me yeah the first theater i ever went to And I'm sat backstage, I'm in a Mel Brooks musical, in the first theatre I ever went to, and Mel Brooks is in the audience. I mean, it was (laughs) just, I mean, talk about pressure. I was like, can I I nip down and get some ashes? (laughs) It was, uh, yeah, so he, uh, but yeah, up in up in Newcastle, it was hilarious, because, you know, he's, uh, what was he now, he's 93? Four yeah. now ninety three. Is he, and really? he Yeah, really. And he's got the, and he's like that all the time. Okay, here we go. And you just go like you know like obviously because it's a musical. Doing an you Al go, Pacino impression. A, but yeah. oh, <laughs> <laughs>
6: That's what he sounds like. Yeah. That is a perfect melody. Yeah, yeah.
16: And you know the show is full of uh you know it's full of like uh very uh young um uh professional dancers. Yeah. And he had more energy than everyone put together. You know? <laughs> but yeah, we're up in Newcastle there and he was just um he just kept coming up to me and he goes, I love these people, I love these people but I haven't got a clue. What are they saying? What are these people saying? <laughs> yeah, so, um, did he ever say, just when you think you're out, they pull you back in
3: again? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he pulled that one in. So, um, but you said you kept a diary of working with yeah, 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 wow. yeah, So yeah. I've
16: got, I've got probably like, I've got pages and pages of, j- cause every day there would be another thing that he would say. There would just be like, um, cause he's just constantly on like all the time. Yeah. And then it's just things that happened, you know, like, uh, uh, we went for we went for drinks uh, one time and uh, Leslie Joseph who was in the show she um, she's playing uh, Frau Blucher ah! yeah. and she <laughs> um uh, and she decided she was going to have a a champagne you know so mm-hmm. she so Mel was like what you know what are you what are you drinking and Leslie went uh, well, I think. I think I might have, I think I might have a champagne. I mean, she'd already had three before he got there, but <laughs> she went, uh, I might, uh, I might have a, a champagne and just started straight away. And this is like a fancy, uh, a fancy hotel. And he just grabs his chest like that and he goes, champagne, you're killing me. You're <laughs> killing me. <laughs> and, and she just went, Oh, no, no, if it's, I, I'll just, you know what? I'll just have, uh, I'll just have a, a, a normal wine. And yeah, he goes, for a second. And he went, I'm only joking. <laughs> and one thing I got is money. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, and we said one of the one of the great greatest things well i mean he'd done many great things you know a thousand year old man and and lots of other stuff besides yeah. but the one show appearance has become quite legendary as well wasn't yeah. it when oh. he was on on the one show and he said this show is nuts and he he
16: yeah. basically said what we'd all said for years yeah and uh i mean but the, so the story is mm. I, I i there's not time to tell you the full the full story, but there's more to that. There's, there's more was, than that appearance. It was it? insane. It was so, it's basically, so it was me, Leslie Joseph. I mean, just as a guest list, uh, yeah, Mel Brooks and Russell Crowe. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> you can imagine. It's yeah. Just, it's a regular, it's just a regular green room. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, when we were downstairs, so that was basically like, he reacted like, what is this show? But that was kind of a, that was a, that was the sanitized version. Right. Cause downstairs, the producer, Uh, wrote like basically went through what the show was going to be, the running order, Mm -hmm. and she starts off and she says, "So we talk to you first off. We talk about when you're in the war, and then um, we're going to talk about uh a new type of bin where you can uh throw rubbish out of the car window into the bin." And he sort of stopped (laughs) and he sort of looked at me as if to say, "Sorry, what?" What did you? Say? And I said, I went, Mel. Just it's it's mental, issue. Like just just go <laughs> just with it. Go with I it. said it's live, so it's all fine. And she went, and then we're gonna and we'll we'll get to the show, and then we'll talk about the we'll talk about your films, and then she went, and then we've got this story um about uh, a woman who uh, she found out she had a brother, but then uh, they'd been separated uh, at birth, and then she went to find the brother, but the brother was dead, and he just literally, and he was half joker, but he was, <laughs> and it was the most glorious thing, he went, what the hell is this crazy show? <laughs> 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 the thing was he was swearing quite a lot as oh, well right. so I'll clean this up but yeah, he's just going what the hell is this crazy show and then uh, the woman went we were just gonna and then he launches into this thing where he starts going you got a big star you got a big star like me on and then and he goes uh, he went uh, and then there's uh, there's a bin but why are we talking about a bin and, and then he goes and then is the guy dead is he not dead he's in the coffin he's banging on the lid let me out of the coffin what the hell and then he he just, and this and this poor woman just went, we all love you very much, Mel.
8: <laughs> and then he just, oh, and then it,
16: it, it went on from there. There was just like, and I've, I've, I'll I've, 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 I've play it later. I actually pressed record on my phone and just, and recorded the whole thing. It was just, fantastic. and he was, he was half joking, but kind yeah. of not at the same time. Because he has a guy that's like. You know, he works with Sid Caesar. You yeah, know absolutely. he's like he's created so basically he's he's won every award, he's Oscar Emmy, a Grammy, all Tony. Of that. Tony, yeah. uh, most one of the most successful musicals of all time. He's yeah. got like, you know, he's done sitcoms, he's done sketch, stand up, he's done everything. Like literally, he's done everything to the absolute top. Yeah. And then he's just there on the one show, and they're going, "We've got an idea for a comedy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Did really? What do you think on of on, that
3: bin, Mel? Catch up with yourself. Right, I'm off to the roof. Oh yeah, go and go <laughs> and see the windmill. Fire <laughs> on the windmill. <laughs> <laughs> There we are, some great stories of uh, of Mel Brooks there. That was yeah, uh, very brilliant. Yeah, it was great. He was very good in young Frankenstein, Ross. He was uh, excellent. Anyway, Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport in partnership with Green King. For the chance to win great prizes this December, play the 12 rounds of sport. Download the season ticket app now.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. <laughs>
3: Yeah. <laughs> mm. Mm. So you need to be listening to the first hour for that to make any sense. That actually was uh, Oscar Peterson. And his cousin Kevin on drums. Really? Is, is that right? Tremendous. KP, as he's known. Yeah, that's right. What about that? Yes, good afternoon. It is Hooksby and Jacobs. Very Merry Christmas to you and yours, as my old granddad used to say. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And um, <laughs> welcome back. We're giving you the best clips of 2019, some of our favourite uh, interviews. You've got another hour of us. And uh, we hope Mm -hmm. you enjoy uh, some of these great old clips and uh, our chats with the stars. But it's time to turn our attention to a talk sport legend now. And it's the best clips from his year of shows on the warm-up with Alan Brazil and with Danny Kelly. It is, of course, the one and only, the unforgettable, the incomparable, the completely (laughs) mad Mike (laughs) Parry. And uh, we start with Mike and Danny Kelly on the warm-up talking music. And, of course, you watched it every week. That was the only place you could see live bands and live music. So we knew all the words of every
18: every group that was number one for more than one week. Could you sing along to this? No. <laughs>
4: well, so when you say every song. Yeah, but not that one. Yes. <laughs> of course, uh, though, being Mr Parry, you felt duty-bound to give it a go. I know the chorus. Yeah. Don't you want me, baby? Well, we'll get to that.
18: I'll join in the chorus there. And I know the first words as well. When I saw you there on a Saturday night... You were working as a
17: waitress in a cocktail bar. Oh, you were working as a
18: waitress in a cocktail bar when I saw you there on a Saturday night. Don't you want me, baby? (laughs) No
3: Saturday night involved. There's no Saturday night. Absolutely murdered. Not at all. Brilliant. Uh, He's clearly something of an expert on 80s music, of course, Mike. If this reworking of Tapau is
17: anything to go by. We'll talk a bit about China before the end of the show... Um, China uh, Immediately, on my mind. David Vincent. <laughs> China on my mind. <laughs> is it George on your
4: mind or is it China in your hand? I've got absolutely no idea. No idea. Yeah. This is Mike telling us about his close connections to the Everton hierarchy.
5: I knew the last two chief executives very well.
18: Um, Robert and, um, and, and the people before him.
3: Yeah, yeah that's right. Very close <laughs> friends, Robert and the people before him, of course. Very close friends. Uh, here's Porky talking Arsenal. <laughs> they didn't, and I mean the club
18: collectively, and Unaimer in particular, sh- they didn't address the
4: um, the the owes it issue when they Mes- should O's have it. done. <laughs> Mezzel owes it. What a fine band they are. The Mezzel owes it they're, issue. They're, very, sure they're they play very one of our jazz. Good. things. Yeah.
3: Now we heard this on the Christmas Eve special yesterday, but let's take you back to this all-time classic uh, from Mike with Andy Townsend that we wheel out every Christmas. I enjoy a packet of peanuts
18: with a, a pint of shandy. I know where you're now, coming now, from. Now, I want to know what the peanuts are first. So people think I'm mad. I go into the pub and say, hi, how are you doing? What can I get you, sir? I said, well, first of all, what sort of peanuts do you sell? <laughs>
4: <laughs> what kind of what do you sell, Mike? <laughs> well, we discovered earlier in this year that at least
9: a decade on from that clip uh, going out, he still can't say peanuts. He can't say peanuts. Tell them, peanuts don't grow in trees. Hashtag Plank, Paul and Mitchum. I know very well that peanuts do not grow in trees. <laughs> peanuts, Mike, for goodness
3: sake. It's the most unfortunate. Here's the latest in our series, Mike Parry on art.
18: I mean, he's so successful now. He's my favourite greatest living artist. John Constable is my favourite living dead artist. <laughs> my favourite living dead artist.
4: How does that work? I've got no idea. Here's another entry for the series.
18: Most of them didn't come to greatness until after they died and their paintings were... F- I mean, I think... Uh, who's the bloke who cut his ear off? That was uh, Van Gogh. Van Gogh. I think Van Gogh only sold one painting for the whole of his life. Yeah. And, and paintings by Van Gogh now. Is it irises? Was that his? No, no, Sunflowers. Sunflowers, that's yeah. the one. I used something irises. like that,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's the bloke who cut his ear off? He gets straight to the root of it, doesn't he? One of famous paintings yeah. of all of art. Uh, It's not just the art world that Mr Parry is clued up on, of course. He's something of a culinary expert, too. I would never
18: eat rhubarb unless it was a, like, you know, uh, like what's the stuff they put on top of rhubarb crumble?
3: Crumble. (laughs) 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 It's it's the great unintentional comic timing of the man, really. Or maybe it is intentional and and, uh, the joke's on us. I don't quite know. it may well be.
4: Don't worry, though. I'm sure he'll be much better in his home territory of football. Here he is talking Manchester United. Uh, can they keep up the momentum? Yes, they can. Is Ollie, um
18: Golly Sunshine the um, the right man for the job? So Oli
3: Golly Sunshine. He's definitely not the right man. I for don't think job. he is. <laughs> then Mike uh, again now talking James Bond.
18: <laughs> you know they love to see Craig Daniels sitting there because he is 007. Craig
4: Daniels, <laughs> good old Craig Daniels. <laughs> I preferred Connery Sean. No, he was very good, Connery Sean. <laughs> Right, where are we now? It's Mike with oh, yeah. a classic
3: football quote.
18: And then they won the cup. And then they won the. Um, then they won the Champions League. That famous quote from Sir Alex Ferguson: football, eh? bloody hell,
4: <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Where's that yeah. so, come from? Well, he is is he from Wales. Is he Welsh? Sir Alex Ferguson, yeah, Mike is. He's, he's Welsh <laughs> now. Mr. Parry, describing his
18: childhood ambitions. I thought, I want to, A, I want to start earning a living, B, I want to do something productive, and B, I'm smarter than the average bear. Not really, (laughs) whatever
3: happened to C. (laughs) Fantastic, isn't it? Dear me, This is Mike uh, talking about his preferred choice of accommodation. A surge in people living in bungalows in this country. I couldn't
18: live in a bungalow if it was the last place to live, I'd rather live in a tent. How can people live in bungalows?
3: How can you not go upstairs to bed? Well, you know have, a, have <laughs> a tent you've got, Mike.
4: You've spent a, quite a lot of money on your tent Two with an upstairs. Little Fantastic little canvas staircase. <laughs> Porky with Danny Kelly now discussing a literary classic.
17: does not Whitby where Dracula landed? Whitby was where Dracula ah. landed. Uh,
3: bro- <laughs> um,
18: uh, what's his name? Stan Brokert.
3: Oh, yeah, good old Stan Broker wrote Dracula, <laughs> didn't he, Stan? Yeah, yeah. I think he had a bookmakers, <laughs> a bookmaker's in Morecambe, didn't he? Good old Stan Broker. Now, I know what you're thinking. How did Mr. Parry uh, commemorate St. Patrick's Day earlier in the year? Well, how do you think? <laughs> the summer's gone
18: and all the flowers dying tis you tis you you sorry you must go and i must buy but come ye back when summer's in the meadow i won't sing the whole
3: thing what yeah, good shame. job. Danny Kelly, a proud <laughs> Irishman, having to sit there and listen to that be destroyed. I
4: do like them together, though. Yeah,
3: and we finish with one of our favourite clips of the year. It's a long clip, but please stick with it. And again, the brilliant comic, unintentional comic timing of Mike Parry is very much at the fore. The payoff is very much worth it. It's Danny Kelly on the warm-up, regretting asking Mike the question, how do you get from Bournemouth <laughs> to Goodison Park. What happens is you
18: come out of Bournemouth, you go along the Westway, you then head down the, A- the A27, and then you, you see the, um, the sign which says M3, so, you go left onto the M3, you're now on the M3 heading up towards the M25. However, being smarter than the average bear, you only go as far as the A34 and you come off the A34 and then you're heading towards the Midlands. Now, the A34, if you stay on it, will take you all the way to Salford in Greater Manchester, which isn't any good if you're going to Goodison Park, obviously, but it goes right to the northwest of England, okay? However, again, smarter than the average bear, you then get onto the M40 and then the M42 to go around Birmingham onto the M6, OK? And by the way, again, if you're smart, you can pay five or six quid on the toll, toll road, yeah. the toll road and and get through it much, much quicker than the ordinary M6. It brings you out just shy of Junction 8, which is the A5. You go off left on the A5, and you go along that road there, under Ironbridge, which was built by Thomas Telford and all that, then you turn right up the A41 and you're heading to Chester. You then go along that carriageway, you pick up the M53, you go shooting down the Wirral, you go through the Kingsway Tunnel, you then come up uh, on the other side, obviously, on Merseyside, you, uh, you go into uh, Everton Valley and onto the maybe the car park at Stanley Park. You are then a hundred yard walk away from Goodison Park.
17: Easy. How often does this go wrong with roadworks and things, this journey for you?
18: I never do, now. If I go to
3: Goodison now, I do the train. <laughs>
17: <laughs> yeah.
3: oh, or you could dear. use a satin nav I was oh, thinking right that's off. fantastic. So there we are, Brilliant. the best from Mike Parry over the last 12 months. Still to come, we'll have some more clips from the Lucky Dip selection and the weekend sports breakfast, Tony Cascarino. But first, here's another uh, of our um, favourite interviews from 2019. And we were lucky enough to have one of England's all-time greats, Spurs and Leicester City and Barcelona, and Everton legend. It was Gary Lineker who joined us in the studio. Good to see you, Gary. And like, likewise. Yeah. It's good to be here. Um, yeah, as I say, a book of a podcast is is, is an yeah. odd route, isn't it, really? It's, 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 proves it's how much a new, new avenue, yeah, you <laughs> see? You've got to invent <laughs> things. The <laughs> podcast didn't nearly happen, though, did it? Because I think Danny was telling us uh, a little while ago that um, uh, you thought uh, that he was ignoring your
14: messages. Oh, yeah. Well, that, Danny's one of these... The, the very few people on earth now, I think, who doesn't have a mobile phone. So, <laughs> um, I... I was talking about doing a podcast for ages with our production company, Goldhanger Films, and we were, because we got one or two other podcasts going, we just, and my partner, Tony, we were talking, he said, well, who, what what kind of podcast um, do you want to do? I said, well, I don't want to really sit there and talk about the weekend's fixtures. I kind of do that on my, yeah yeah. Mm. that's the day job. So, I, and he said, well... What would you? Do? I said, I don't know. Maybe like a fun football broadcaster thing. And he went like who? Oh, I went, I don't know someone like Danny Baker. So he went, that's a great idea. And I didn't really know Danny. I met him a couple of times, Um, but we followed each other on Twitter. So I kind of thought oh, I'd direct message him, and he, but he didn't. He didn't reply for about five, six yeah. days, and I thought, oh, all right then. I'll t-. <laughs> And then I te- did another one, saying I'll take that as a no then. And then he came back. <laughs> Then he went, oh, I'm sorry, I've been away. And he says, I don't have a mobile phone. I only can do it from a computer at home and this stuff. So I said, well, let's meet up. And we met up and we said, well, you know, sounds like a good idea. Let's have a bit of fun. And we said, well, what sh- how should we plan it? He went, well, we won't plan it. We'll just talk. And, yeah. and that's, that's kind of what we style, do. That's his style. Mm. And it's. And I was kind of a little bit worried that I wouldn't think of enough kind of stories to tell because that's the kind of what we wanted mm. to do, anecdotal stuff. But it's amazing how many things like trigger memories that have come back. So it's been a bit of a fun. And then the book, obviously, is kind of. The next step on and kind mm. of elongate some of the stories etc yeah
3: some of the stories you didn't get round to, and yeah, say exactly. expanding
14: on some of the and others kind of, you write a chapter he writes a chapter yeah yeah know? it's kind of alternates and then there's a couple of chapters that are split like the, we do a chapter on gaza you and do the different yeah, Gaza yeah. stories that have mm. got funny he, t- he just texts me gaza that's he's just, he's always good news always yeah that's good, good, good that's <laughs> good um so yeah so it, it kind of works that way and and we did the, uh, did the audio, but I'd never done an audio book. Mm. Good lord, that's a process. Yeah, oh, okay, <laughs> that <laughs> takes a bit of so time.
3: So you did it in the same way. You both you yeah. both went in and okay, right. What
14: we should have done is I should have done his chapters. Yeah. <laughs> line, really confuse people.
3: It's interesting because, you're like, you're coming out from apart from the, the times when you kind of overlap with Gaza and things yeah. like that. It comes at it from different angles, but it works yeah. for that reason. Yeah, I think, yeah, I the think it's the
14: same reason that the, the podcast has, has yeah. worked. I did, you didn't know it would, but you know, I come at football from kind of a, the professional who's been in it and broadcast it mm. all his life, and Danny comes from it as a as a broadcaster and. Primarily as a fan yeah. who 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 loves the game, and so the stories are different and different perspectives, and it's it's a combination that we weren't sure would yeah. would, would would please everybody, but it, mm. it really does. He's got to incredibly
4: be, strong opinions. That he hates VAR, doesn't he? For example. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean,
14: lots of opinions I totally disagree with Danny. He comes mm. like left, you know, he'll have a view on everything, and, and and particularly about football, and a lot of them I genuinely disagree, which I think is also a Good thing because yeah, it's all yeah, a bit yeah. boring, isn't it, in life if we all agree on <clears> anything? <throat> but no one agrees on anything these days, no. anyway, yeah. all sorts of aspects of life. But no, it's, and Danny's funny and he's got amusing yeah. he's got an incredible memory, oh, yeah. um, for, for various stories, sure.
4: detail as well. Yeah, detail, yeah detail. Oh, <laughs> I like the section on cooking at the back. Well, yeah, that's the, it's not <laughs> often
3: you get
14: recipes in a book like this, but you well, would was that was the way that. you would do I, the I podcast, yeah. Instagram, you're you yeah. a
4: very keen cook.
14: it's a new passion, I've been doing about four years. I, I Love it! I've got kind of obsessed. Um, it, and cook for my boys a lot, and cook for friends. And I cook every Monday. I cook for the podcast, but when they come, there's usually I don't know, it's probably between six and ten people. Normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I do something. It's quite limiting because I because I, Danny can't eat any spice whatsoever because he, he obviously he's, he's throat cancer thing yeah. a, a, a few years ago. Um, we've got a vegan we've got a vegetarian we've got this so, so, so. it's a nightmare but I, you know, yeah it's from become a thing and then I was talked into putting two or three yeah. of the recipes that I've used it's in good. the back of the book the, uh, he, he, he raves about your minestrone soup especially yeah, that's all right.
3: he says you get seven, <laughs> 17 of your five a day from it yeah well, it's, you just pile it all yeah,
14: in yeah, there. Yeah. what about Danny's yeah. tomato sandwich have you tried it? well that? I'm not no <laughs> it sounds gross but he, <laughs> I, he, I'm sure it tastes better mm. than it sounds Yeah. what was your pre-match
3: meal then was there one thing you were married to well, when you were playing
14: not really, it changed, it's, uh, funnily enough, for a player that was immensely superstitious, mm. particularly in my early days, um, I, I pre-match kind of meal it very, in the early days, this is how things have changed in terms of nutrition, we had steak and chips, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I was genuinely eating steak and chips mm. from probably when I was 17 to 22, a at that age, it was like, my God, I would get a steak. Yeah. <laughs> you never got a steak back yeah. then. how long
4: before the match though? Would you? Uh,
14: that? It would be, you know, it normally be about 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Say oh, play at three. three hours yeah, yeah I, I mean, take about forty-eight, or 48 <laughs> <laughs> hours. <laughs> to now, yeah, yeah. Well, you never digest you You never do that, <laughs> no, now, would wouldn't. you? No one knows to get stomachache. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: it's interesting. They coming out from a fan and a player's point of view. You are clearly a, a, a fan, and we saw that. Yeah. One. yeah. But it's kind of wondering if a footballer. Can ever really be a fan in in the same way? Just a fan It's yeah. a bit like musicians when they listen to music? They're not listening to the music; they're listening yeah. to the
14: musicians. Yeah, I think there's a degree of truth in in, in that. But I think <clears throat> what what genuinely surprised me is is how that after my when you're a player, you're a player. You know, you, you whichever club you're playing for, yeah. that's your club, and you'll inherit mm. the mm. the hatreds or the rivalries, etc. So you know, when I moved from Leicester to Everton, I you know all of a sudden you you have that. That loathing of Liverpool or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That rivalry, should say, is probably a better word. And then went to Barcelona, it was Real Madrid. And then back to Tottenham, it was Arsenal, etc. But, mm. but when you finish playing, that kind of goes away. And all of a sudden, I was a Leicester fan again. And then that gradually grew and grew and grew. And to be honest, when you talk about can you be a fan again, when Leicester won the league, yeah. I genuinely feel that that was the best sporting moment of my life. Wow, and I was had no part in it whatsoever. Nothing to do with me. It was just, but it was to we, do, we It was a miracle. You, though, everyone did it, yeah, and and everyone like it was. It was one of those very rare things when actually most of the country mm. wanted the same thing, yeah, and yeah. It, and
3: but the fact it was, it was it was my team. In the book, you talk about when you first got to Everton and they they announced all the names. Yeah. out there. And they were a bit lukewarm day
14: one, weren't well, they? They certainly were. I did. I I, <laughs> I, I remembered. I was the, the first game. I think we. Um, the first it was certainly the first home game, mm-hmm. and they they, they they announced the names of the players before the match. It's like number so and so, number seven, Trevor Stephen, number six, Peter Reed, or mm. Paul Bracewell, and then all oh, big cheers, and then it went. Num- I was number eight. Then, yeah. and I said, number eight, Garraleno, and it was like there was quite a distinct sound of a lot of booing <laughs> oh, no. and it wasn't coming from the away fans in the corner <laughs> yeah. it was coming from the home fans now the reason was they told Andy Gray Andy Gray was a hero yeah, and, yeah. And, and quite rightly so mm. which I totally got and I'd, it was like one of those "Oh, what have I done here I'm in the right place and then and then I was I think it was about three games in I hadn't scored and then I was getting absolute pelters in the, the Liverpool Echo as you did back then as a, as a, as a player and I thought God, this is going to be easy Then I then I scored a Away at Spurs, funny enough. Yeah, again, yeah. Um, I um, hitter, hitter, yeah. I remember hitter, yeah. that was a was 1-0, header, diving header, yeah. And then I think I got three in the next match and then two or vice versa and all of a sudden I was top scorer in the league and then gradually the criticism kind of dissipated. And mm. actually by, I think by Christmas, when they bred out at number eight, it was way... Hey, <laughs> that was, that was all right. all, all's well that ends well. Yeah, you won them
4: over. Um, you, now, you write yeah. about your broadcast career in the book and mm. uh, it was an interesting transition from the game to broadcasting for you because it wasn't easy at first, was it? Oh, no,
14: I, I said this before, but I think I was born to be in the box, not on the box. Um, <laughs> so football came kind of naturally. Mm. Um, but... Um, television particularly and, and radio when I first started doing it was it was it was hard it took you, know, mm. you know there was so many times I used to I, I, Bob Wilson left for ITV and I I wanted to present that was my goal mm. because I thought if I could crack presenting in football there might be a little niche there because no other you know playing right at the top in football has, has done that. You know, Bob mm. Wilson obviously was a, was a goalkeeper and, and, and showed that was the case. Um, Jimmy Hill did a bit of presenting, but was primarily a pundit, but he was a player. But um, I just thought if I could crack it, it, there'd be a niche for me and perhaps give me a bit of longevity, which has obviously turned out to be true. But when I first started, there were so many times when I was doing football focus, I'd drive home on a Saturday afternoon thinking I'm, I'm never, ever going to be able to mm, <laughs> really? do this. Even though, but it, I wasn't quite bad enough for them to, to get rid of me. But, uh, you know, it was kind of difficult. wouldn't? Because there's no no way you can kind of practice doing live television. No. no. It's, you've just, like, it's in at the deep end. And yeah. I was in at the deep end on BBC One, not, you know, some obscure satellite channel somewhere where you could learn your trade with hardly anyone watching. Mm. It was a big audience. So it, it, it was tough. It was hard. And then, I don't know, two, three years, and you start to get a little bit comfortable in the environment. You become yourself. You're more relaxed. And then ultimately people decide whether they like you or not now. Obviously, all of us are disliked by some, but it's a question (laughs) of the percentages. As long as they're in your favour, you're okay.
3: So there we are. Gary Lineker. He's on good form. He was. Yeah, Yeah, Good to see him as always.
4: Absolutely.
3: This is Hawksby and Jacobs on Talk Sport in partnership with Green King. We've got loads more to come between now and four. Wishing you a very happy holiday season and New Year with Green King, your home of pub sport.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
3: (laughs)
4: Travel presenter Anne Bond there really on the organ <laughs> yeah That's tremendous lovely isn't it good, isn't she? very very good yeah. top player so
3: welcome back it's Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on Talksport it's the clips of the year. At 4pm, you can hear 2019 The Verdict as a host of your favourite talk sport presenters and us. Uh, thanks. Look back on the <laughs> biggest sporting moments of the year. But before that, let's have the best clips of the year from the weekend sports breakfast, Tony Castorino and Georgie Bingham. We always uh, really enjoy the show. And we start with Cass alongside Georgie on the uh, sports breakfast with a music quiz.
13: My inner
3: is and the back bit me Andy Carroll's back on the music I mean, not, not a clue not,
13: sure. not even a little Have you got a clue? I mean,
16: as
4: long um, as you
13: don't take the points off Can me, it I doesn't say, matter.
16: just
3: say a name? Uh, Manic Street
4: Porters The Manic Street Porters, yeah, yeah Janet Street Preacher would have got that one I you? think she would have done, sure, yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah. yeah Listening to this one I quite fancy going skiing with Tony Quite yeah. possibly It was a good deflection technique Well done I've had um, a few
19: of them do that in dressing rooms Go off-pissed
3: I quite fancy going drinking with Tony, they never mind skiing. Uh, this is Cass sitting in on the sports bar with Andy Goldsting uh, and they took a call. This is gold.
14: How many chickens
5: do you think it would take to kill an elephant? It's something I've always wanted to know. Great question.
10: Great How many question. chickens what? Would it take to kill a, an elephant? Kill an
7: elephant. Cause I mean, an elephant's
2: pretty big. I don't think they big. could. I don't think they could. Chicken. Like Even if there's like a thousand, yeah. they wouldn't be able to... Uh, no an
10: elephant skin, I do No, I don't think. Uh, no. Look, Cass looks so confused here.
17: Well I,
19: well,
10: Go on. I don't understand the question. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Why, why, why does it, why does chickens have to kill an no, elephant? No, he's just putting a scenario forward. Just just
17: well, I've just driven past the zoo and I'm thinking
3: yeah, are they armed, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Who's supplying guns to these chickens? They're fully tooled up. Yeah, you only just need one gun, wouldn't you? You would think, but maybe a bigger. And also, why did why did the chicken kill the elephant? Feels like a start of a gag. <laughs> I can understand why Cash was a bit confused. Here's uh, Tony inventing a new word. I think.
19: Maitland-Niles will become a very good player. I, the only fear for me is, like many young Arsenal players, have deteriorate, deteriorated. Yeah, that's,
4: that's very much yeah, so. that's the danger he could deteriorate. <laughs> that's very true. Tony didn't just invent a new word this year. He invented an entirely new phrase. That he was a no, winner. I tell him because it gets on my nerves.
3: I've <laughs> my, I'm sick to my man boobs. <laughs> I like that phrase. <laughs> it like took phrase, off. Isn't? I think it was a Ranger T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, uh, come to think of it, uh, we're not so sure about this one either.
19: Georgie, I always worry about sportsmen that sometimes, I say, take their eye off their balls. Well,
4: yes, uh, (laughs) you would worry about that, of course. Now, Hugo Lloris suffered a horrendous injury during the Brighton v Spurs game a few months back. And listening uh, back to this Cass clip, I'm starting to suspect foul play. Could be.
19: We can all, you know, people not doing their jobs. I just thought the Lloris there, and I'm not sticking needles in him.
3: Right. Well, he probably needed a few jabs, a couple of painkillers after the old shoulder right. popped out. This is Tony talking boxing.
19: Amy has had a real strange career because he's had a glassy chin, but do you know what? If you've got a glassy chin, you've got to be very brave to go in the ring. Yeah. You've got a glassy
3: chin. He's had that. Going into the ring with a glassy chin. <laughs> Especially with, without tonic. That's Oh, a glassy chin. No. Oh. Oh, you're going to go into the ring with a glassy chin. I understand that. Uh, back to music again. And Tony wasn't happy with Georgie Bingham's choice of tunes after a Liverpool-themed quiz. Did you get the music, by the way?
19: Um, I don't know, but I was disappointed that OMD wasn't there. Orchestra right. Removals
3: in the Dark. Yeah, Orchestral Removals <laughs> in the Dark. I've used them for all your needs up in Liverpool if you're moving house. Go to Orchestral Removals <laughs> in the Dark.
4: Cass and Georgie now. Very Rem- low breakages. Reminiscing about Tony's experiences at Italian 90.
19: Lots of good friends in that 90s squad. Uh, staff members, you know. Just a, uh, met the Pope, Georgie that was a great experience in the, being in the Shishine Chapel
3: Shishine Chapel it's a kebab house <laughs> very close in Vatican City what a great name for a kebab it house it would be wouldn't it, it? A kind of, yeah, Vatican City kebab house the Shishine Chapel would be Perfect. fantastic chili sauce lemon would be fantastic wouldn't it uh, this is uh, Tony talking Scotland
19: he touched on it there Kevin the, 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 the Kazakhstan result was really the, the final damaging. stone in the coffin for uh, obviously Alex McLeish
4: the final stone in the coffin yes yeah. He does seem to like stones, Cass. Though, he doesn't does he? like stones,
19: yeah. They were allowed a beer, but there'd be one each on the plane. Because yeah. they used to love, say, oh, we've got, we've got a beer. You know, Dennis would say, well, oh, we've got one beer on the plane. Sure. <clears throat> and they'd be left. But he left no one's stone. Uh, stone? <laughs> stone?
3: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's Georgie and Cass uh, discussing Chris Froome's accident that put him out of the Tour de France.
2: Bruised lungs, fractured elbow, broken hip,
13: fractured femur as well, which is mm. very serious because that's a huge bone uh, in his leg. And they think he also tore his quadricep muscle with it and lost four pints of blood. So, I, I mean, we wish mm, Chris. Lucky Rroom... boy.
3: Yeah, it depends how you look at it, Tony. <laughs> You're not that lucky, really.
4: <laughs> it depends. you will be glass half uh, full, haven't you, really? <laughs> Tony, now asking a question to
9: Alan Brazil on breakfast.
7: Who won the Chinese league last year?
9: Uh, Beijing Rovers. Right. I haven't got a clue. You might be right. <laughs>
3: might be right. <laughs> I doubt it <laughs> very
4: much. My
3: guess is he just pulled a name out of thin air. Uh, this is Cass coming up with the perfect newspaper headline if the ex-Arsenal manager had defected to Torquay United.
19: I think Arsenal supporters will come out with a lot of pride and think maybe... The future isn't too bad, and, and I think UR Emery's going to give others a chance. <laughs>
3: UR, Emery.
4: UR Emery! Yeah, that's
3: Ian Holloway calls him.
4: <laughs> and sticking with Premier League managers, this time Southamptons. They're a very solid team. I think Hassan who
3: has done an amazing job in bringing them together. Always big around Halloween. Hassan who <laughs> isn't he? Yeah.
4: Uh, Ralph uh, Hassan Watton.
3: Who? <laughs> Hu, that's it. Yeah,
4: yeah. These things do come in threes, though, unfortunately for Cass.
19: They put in a hell of a performance and they're a tough nut. And I I think it's a crank Lampard will look at his team and know
3: good old crank Lampard. <laughs> I tell you. you've been Grandpa. doing quite a good job, hasn't he? <laughs> <you> really, <clears throat> pretty solid ideas so far. <laughs> Finally, it's back to music quizzes again on the weekend sports breakfast.
13: Come on, you can do it. Come on, turn it on oh, now. Say, um, I don't want to give tell him the lies.
19: Answer. Tell me sweet little lies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, um, you got the and, song title. That was.
3: Kat, it's one of
19: the most, one of the best I bands know! ever. Is it Nicky? What's
3: the lead singer? It's <laughs> Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. That's, that's it. Stevie Nickel. <laughs> yes, yeah, Stevie Nickel. Stevie Nicks. And, <laughs> Stevie Nichol, that's and one, yeah. uh, that did get us thinking, and we thought, well, what if the former Liverpool defender um, would sing a Fleetwood Mac song? What yeah. would he sound like singing yeah. a Fleetwood Mac song? And so we got hold of his number, and we thought, we'll never do it. No. So he lives in the States now. He's that's a kind right. of professional broadcast next top footballer. There's no way if our production team gave him a call that Steve Nicol would sing a Fleetwood Mac song, would he?
13: Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. It'll soon begin. It'll begin better than before. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone.
3: You Don't you look
13: bad? Good old
3: Steve, what a great story. Yeah, it's very good of him. The voice of Still Steve. Still better than Mike Parry. Yeah, very much so. He got all the words <laughs> right. Don't
14: you look bad? Thank you, Steve.
3: Yeah, that enough, was the Steve. best of uh, Cass uh, on the Hawksby and Jacobs uh, Clips of the Year special. Top man is Cass. He always enjoy this. show. Yeah. That's a fine listen every uh, weekend with uh, Tony and Georgie. So let's have a look at another one of our favourite interviews of the year. And the comedian and Nottingham Forest fan, Matt Ford came in and told us one of the best Brian Clough stories I think we've ever heard. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon. It's always a pleasure to see you, buddy. Yeah, yeah it
4: strikes that. me that the Brexit, the nation, despairs whatever way you voted, whatever you want to happen. Yeah. For you, it's actually been brilliant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Career-wise, it has, yeah. yeah. Emotionally, it's been quite tricky. Yeah. But it's provided me with a lot more material than the, than the coalition years did.
3: So I'm, I'm sort of perversely grateful for it. In a way. Exactly. Um, people, I mean, I think it, it's it's driving everybody mad, but people are completely compelled uh, by uh, oh, everything yeah. that's going on, which is good, because you're doing some shows around it, aren't you? And, um, <laughs> which is just really as well timed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah. cynically timed. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But yes, I mean, there is part of me that thinks, well, this is great, because for years I was trying to convince people that politics was this fascinating arena that everyone should be excited by, and no one believed me. And now... Too many people believe me, and I think they'd probably rather it wasn't as exciting as it is. But, if I'm going to make a career out of political comedy, then periods like this are, you know, they're just endlessly fascinating, whether you agree with them or not.
3: There was a little feature on the news last night. They went off to Exeter University and spoke to uh, people who who just started their degrees. It was their first session on constitutional law. Oh, my God. What a time. What a time (laughs) and a day to be to be having your first lesson on that uh, as a fresher. Bit bizarre. I mean, it is also, and I'm sure uh, there'll be people listening to this up
0: and down the country, it is also just, whatever side you're on, exhausting and infuriating. And it's not about really about whether you'll leave or remain, just, it's become a farce. So the show is Brexit pursued by a bear. Yeah, it's a pun on a piece of, apparently, Shakespearean stage direction. I mean, it was more that I was running out of Brexit puns and was just (laughs) typing into these um, Mm. internet search engines things that rhyme with Brexit. And, uh, that, I came up with that, but it makes it look like I'm some great literary. Oh,
3: that's good. You, you do some fine political, uh, impressions as, <laughs> as well, mate, don't you? Yeah, do I'm any do they, do a... do feature in the show? Yeah, well,
0: I, I Boris is obviously, uh, I just want to see. I, he doesn't, uh, are you, are you, are you to, to be here amongst Greet? <laughs> And learned, uh, honorable, the noble and learned, uh, the honorable member Jacobs and indeed, uh, Hawksby, who I, who I would like to announce are my two latest recruits, uh, to Downing Street. I, I think these two fine, uh, mint, we are, come on. I that do. is that is
3: horribly
4: close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, accurate. Yeah, you yeah, are yeah. you are known for your Trump as well.
3: Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's going. He's in the news, Donald, isn't he? Of course, he's in. He's in uh, trouble after that uh, phone conversation with the Ukrainian president.
0: Well, it is an honor to be here, and this and and Five Live, which is my favorite radio station. <laughs> and I think you guys here at the BBC do great work. I think you're the, the and, and this is one of the best. Not only the best, by the way, but I think the, the bigliest show that you can ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so the problem is with them, is that I spend so much time watching them. Yeah that I can almost guess what they're going to say about stuff and I end up doing them around the house mm. and tr- I do my poor girlfriend's heading <laughs> we had an argument the other night that I'd been leaving my towel on the bathroom floor <laughs> that is not my towel on the bathroom floor <laughs> you're fake news by the way
3: you can sit down there it doesn't go down well the 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 Greta Thunberg look. I mean, I think people people will be able to master that for many years to come. But I'm not sure you can, unless there is pure hatred in your heart. You can't really <laughs> turn you can't turn that on like a tap. Oh, can there you, is. Really? I don't
0: know. When I think of uh, Derby County or yeah. uh, things <laughs> like that, you, I can find that? the hatred. You can do that face, can you? <laughs> I think I can summon where, it for for,
3: where, for Richard <laughs> Keogh. <laughs> oh dear. Like yeah. Oh golly. Um. Now. I was going to say to you, uh, yeah, the, the world of politics and football collided uh, for you last night, because you had mm. a chat with Ken Clark, who's oh, a fellow Paris man.
0: man. So I, I do a podcast called The Political Party, yeah. where I interview people from across the spectrum in a respectful way in front of an audience, to try and, I mean, yeah, I can try and pretend that I set it up to, to uh, in noble means. I just really enjoy talking to people that I agree and disagree with. Mm. And of course, mm. Ken clark has been the MP for Rushcliffe in Nottinghamshire since 1970. Yeah. So I indulged him a bit, uh, and myself rather, and, and asked him about Clough, and he had two great stories. Brian Clough was managing Nottingham Forest, uh, and he would get when he was signing these players uh, from abroad, he wouldn't always have visas. He, uh, he would ring me up when I was Home Secretary. Uh, rather surreal, uh, trying to get visas for Nottingham Forest players. This <laughs> <laughs> idea that Clough doing that, an avowed socialist, Yeah. ringing up a Tory Home Secretary. Can you help yeah, me that's out? True, well. <laughs> That's
3: fantastic. Oh, really? You cool. might have got Maradona or someone if he'd said yes. You'd
0: never know. That well, imagine. Yeah, yeah. Forrest could have had state backing for a while.
3: We were just talking about Cloughy off air, but in light of that conversation, and we were very lucky to meet him and interview him. And you were a ball boy at Forrest, weren't
0: you? I was a ball boy. I was a mascot.
3: And oh, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure
0: I've bored you with this story mm.
3: before, but I, I met,
0: I was a mascot for one mm. of his last yeah. ever games and had really bad eczema on my face. Right. And, and they in- introduced me to Clough. And, uh, the first thing he said to me, he said, Bloody hell, son. You are an ugly bugger. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, 10 years old. I said, like, what? Oh, he goes, what have you been doing all afternoon? They're eh? butting
3: pizzas. Oh, I said, no, it's extra, oh, Mr. Cullen. i only 10 years old. Having <laughs> <laughs> mean, to defend yourself. Yeah, the times have changed, I think, is fair. to I say, I was mad. Isn't and
0: then he, just, he took me into the physio's <laughs> office. Nigel Clough and Roy Keener in there getting yeah. a rub down. Because we've got anything for this young man's face. <laughs> he gives me this stuff called Betnovate, oh, Which yeah. is steroid based. I put it on and it cleared it up like that. I go back to my GP, I'm only ten so I used to have to go to the doctor with my mum. Yeah. And he goes, oh god, your eczema's gone. What, have you taken wheat out of your diet or dairy? I said, oh no, I've got some Betnovate." He said, where on earth did you get that? they tested it on horses, don't use it on your face, <laughs> it can cause skin cancer." Oh no. I said, but a Brian Clough gave it me. And he immediately <laughs> went, you met Brian Clough? <laughs> and my mum was like, it doesn't matter whether you met Brian Clough, is his face gonna stay on his skull or is he gonna get skin, what is going on? Oh, that's said, fantastic. Oh, what was Cloughy like? I said, oh. I'd rather oh. know if the, the
3: diagnosis is, please, doctor. Imagine that Lamucci is uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's introduced to one of the mascots this weekend. Oh, I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. That's not going to happen again. There we are. And a fine impressionist, Matt. Oh, as well, he's isn't very good, isn't
4: he? a brilliant Trump, of course. Yeah, the impression of the president. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah tough,
3: uh, Not a rude gag. This is, um, well, this is Hawksby and Jacobs, of course, well, here on Talk Sport. We're just a little bit more to bring you before we, uh, we head off for our uh, late Christmas dinner. And we're here in partnership with Green King. For atmosphere you can't get at home, head to your local Green King to watch all the darts action this December. They're your home of pub sport.
1: The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport.
3: Great parlour there on trumpet. Uh, used to play in the Arsenal dressing room. He's good, isn't he? often, uh, after games. Yeah. Just if they'd like, a kind of melancholy tune like that, if they'd lost.
4: Yeah.
3: But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, this is Oxby and Jacobs uh, on <laughs> Clips of the Year, some of the best bits uh, of 2019, some of our favourite interviews. Mm. Just one last little section to bring you. And we have ventured back into the Lucky Dip uh, selection box of clips from 2019. So we'll kick off with Adrian Durham on Drive saluting a Northern Ireland great.
19: Aaron Hughes, who announced his international retirement after last night's victory, was capped 112 times for the country, second most caps of any player for his national team overall, behind Pat Jennings. I think it's his birthday today, Pat Jennings.
3: 119. Wearing well, Pat isn't he? <laughs> yes. He's got young hair. That's yeah, what his. His hands have shrunk a bit. Yeah, <laughs> like. yeah, a bit, a bit more wrinkled. 119. Than they were before. We're a bit surprised to hear Russ
4: Hargreaves say this on Talksport 2.
14: We've had and Roberts on Sports Day on Talk Sport too, just saying about how, of course, there's an ex-Welshman himself.
4: Yeah, that's right. He's, he's relinquished his
3: Welshness, <laughs> clearly. Happen? This is Laura Woods on Breakfast now.
11: Sanford Bridge is preparing to welcome back a legend.
9: Lee Mason brings this dramatic game
4: to an end. She loves her refs, Laura. <laughs> she does. Big fan of the refs. <laughs> Here's Max Rushton with a question for Drive co-host Darren Goff. Who's your favourite Tom Hanks
3: character? Woody in Toy Story, Forrest Gump, Chuck from Castaway or Paul from the Green Mile? We forgot oh. Apollo 13. Oh, He's yeah. He's so good at astronaut. Apollo 13.
9: Astronaut. astronaut. <laughs>
3: like he didn't say
4: astronaut.
3: Astronaut. Heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder was a guest on Jim White's show earlier in the year. And we're guessing from this exchange with Perry Groves, Deontay is not an Arsenal fan. You've got to knock him out. I'm going to give you one round. If you don't, you're done. You're out yes. there. They
14: have to save you.
12: Right right yeah they they definitely that's their job at the end of the day and you know jerry you're definitely right with me <laughs> yeah good old jerry, jerry groves.
4: groves hey jerry groves <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah we heard beaky's infamous mansfield northampton score confusion on the christmas eve special yesterday we never thought anyone would get close to it but mark Saggers gave it a real go earlier this year
10: the hips have pulled a goal back against rangers who lead by two goals to one and uh, in, uh, not Hibs, of course, it's uh, Aberdeen against Hibs and, um, and uh, Rangers, sorry, as you were, St. Mirren, uh, one, Aberdeen, nil, Rangers, two, Hibs, one. Hibs have got themselves uh, back into that game.
3: No, nope, me neither. I don't even know they were playing. <laughs> I'm just, not, not a clue. <laughs> Staying with Sags, here's, here's him, Ray Houghton's considered take on VAR. Is the ball in or out? It doesn't, totally matter, if it's a,
7: it doesn't matter if it's a millimetre out and that's tennis. That's goal line it's technology out. you're talking it's about. Out. That's and goal also, line technology. That's no, no. It's a matter, are... matter of no, fact. Matter of fact. means no, you're offside no, or you're not. No, Simple. No. Simple. No, Did the ball no, go over no, the line? No, no, matter of no, fact. No. Anything that's a matter anything of fact, like that. it's good. No. It's brilliant, isn't it? Oh,
4: dear. me. Now, this is Sam Allardyce, channelling both Arkwright and Cory's Fred Elliott. Yes, I can get that. I can, I can get that. But uh, you know And again,
12: two, two, two games in. What, what do you think the, what do you think the, the problems are going to be? Let's say they get the, let's say they get their energy
3: up. <laughs> Fetch a cloth, Ashley. Yeah, it's great. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and here's Big Sam on Breakfast chatting to Alan Brazil about Frank Lampard.
12: Had his first year experience at Derby, and 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 in all fairness, I mean he's he's taken to it like what is the old saying, like a duck. A duck out in in water, out of water, whatever it might be. I think they prefer water.
4: (laughs) They can can step out of water, but I think they prefer the (laughs) water. They do, really. Harry McCoy's now talking defenders.
14: We do prefer to watch creative players rather than...
3: Defensive players, Cannavaro was sensational. Dick Van Dyke's had an unbelievable season. Oh, Dick Van Dyke, for a man in his 90s, has been sensational, hasn't he? Uh, returning to Russ Hargreaves again, uh, speaking to Scottish football expert Stuart Weir on TalkSport 2. Players
18: can't have a bad day at, at work. Nobody else gets abused if, if, if you, you're you driving your bus and you happen to maybe block a lane or you're driving So a... The
14: knives are out for bad paper reviews, apparently, so... <laughs> Stuart?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like that one.
3: <laughs> That's so good.
4: <laughs> this is Adam Cattrell with Mickey Gray and a new quiz. Mm.
3: Mystery Guest can only answer yes or no, and we've then got to identify uh, that Mystery Guest. All right, okay. All right,
11: so Mystery Guest, can you tell me the team where you played, your,
2: your where you had the most appearances?
3: Y- yes or no, Mick. <laughs> uh, and they decided to give it uh, another go the week after, and I'm sure Mickey would have got the
2: hang of it by now, oh, certainly.
3: Yeah, of course, yeah. Mick, have you have you come to terms with how to ask the questions for mystery Guest? Yes, no. Yes? You're in, are you? <laughs> so basically, you've got to ask them a question where they can only answer yes or no. Okay.
11: What have you got, Mick? Uh, mystery Guest, did you play defence, midfield or attack or in goal? <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant,
3: isn't
4: it? Well done. Uh, uh, yes, it's Georgie Bingham on Weekend Breakfast now during a music quiz.
2: I don't know how you do what you do Oh, God, you're giving me country music.
1: So What's wrong with you? you. It just keeps getting
8: better. Is it golf
3: Crooks? I don't think it is. <laughs> don't <laughs> think that's Crooksy, do you think? I don't either. I'd really. That'd be brilliant, <laughs> wouldn't it? This is the sports bar now and a message to their movie correspondent, Kent Garrison, which isn't uh, an army barracks in Maidstone. <laughs> uh, the word you're looking for, Kent, is onus. That's onus.
19: You know, like I said, the big question is the anus is on them if Brian Cranston is, is going to come back or not. The second one was, was obviously Luke Skywalker, and this third one was supposed to be Princess Leia. She's no longer here, obviously, and, and so you know the anus is on them to kind of make it work.
4: <laughs> Onus can <Ken. laughs> exactly. We were a bit surprised to hear Goffey say this on Drive. Um, not
14: not too so good. I'm one. not really a Chinese what man.
3: <laughs> I never thought you was a Chinese man, Goffy. Uh This is Ali McCoist, and we're hoping this wasn't Cockney rhyming slang. One of, my mate's sons, one of my mate's sons has been busting for a drum kit
4: since he was four or five. Really? That's dangerous, isn't it? I think that is dangerous. Very much so. Uh, Sam Allardyce again, using a boxing analogy.
12: We could have a conversation oh. and I have a right feel for the club. That wants to go in the right direction and they have a good feel for me, then, then I'd be interested again because you know you can never really. It was a bit like <laughs> Tony Ben coming back boxing, isn't it? Like
3: I think it's unlikely Tony it's Ben will, right. will come back sadly at all, but maybe not as a boxer. No, I don't remember his boxing years. Uh, mm. Tony Ben. Finally, it's Lord mm. Jeffrey Archer talking cricket with Jim White. I
7: met him last year. I was very, very impressed with him. A cool, calm head. But you're quite right, he's got to beat them up and get them out there
4: and start winning. (laughs) And that
3: did remind us of something.
4: Oh, absolutely.
7: Beat them up and get them out there and start winning. (laughs) (laughs) Exterminate!
3: So there we are. There was our second uh, raft of Lucky Dip clips. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're almost done, but there is just time to bring you one last favourite interview from 2019. The year wouldn't be complete without a visit from the brilliant impressionist Mr John Coleshaw.
4: Good to see you, John. Oh, Always a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me back oh, yeah. here. And, I see John, you. you popped up on my telly last night. I was watching yeah. um, oh, uh, yes. BBC4 running a series of uh, old arena programs. Ah. It was about spitting image, about how it was made, who was in it, and. A very, very young John Colshaw appeared oh, yes. there talking. It's a yes. fascinating programme and a fascinating time for you, I should think. Yes, I, I
13: joined in 1994, um, around about the same time that Alistair McGowan did as well. Mm. Uh, I was just recognising his voice in one of the commercials there. Mm. And we, we started around about that time. And uh, yeah, very, very exciting to record the voices on a Tuesday and a Friday. The puppets would then be filmed to uh, to mm. the soundtrack we'd provided, ready for Sunday. And uh, the, the last bit of fun you could squeeze out of the weekend yeah. was was spitting image. On half I half killed
4: John Lloyd though, it was a pretty gruelling schedule pretty gruelling yeah. show to make and Peter Harris was
3: the director in the early I, mm. I did a little bit of writing on it in, in earlier vintage in the sort of uh, sort of 85-86 wow when Chris Barry was doing voices yeah. and stuff but they would be the director Peter Harris they'd be often filming mm. stuff about quarter ten the last just doing the last bits of editing real up to date topical gags before the show went out at ten o'clock oh yes any
13: little idea that comes in yeah. uh, that there were certain sets and puppets that were set up ready to go quickly yeah. uh, for when something happened just to grab Headline, mm. so yes, it did. It, it never stopped being made until
3: the show had finished being broadcast. Sure, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, is it uh, a f- uh, some old faves? A lot of, of them called very topical, dead ringers, as well, isn't it? Of course, yes, they call
13: the Donald. What's he done now? What has he done now?
4: <laughs> what has he done now? <laughs> the uh, it just never no. seems to affect him, though. It doesn't seem, no. doesn't matter how, what gaffs he makes. How bad he looks, he's just got the thickest skin, the thinnest and the thickest skin. Yes, yeah. precisely. It's an odd combination, yeah. isn't it? Uh, topical stories
13: don't last very long with him. He will have done something, he will have said something. I think George W. Bush came out with a, a rather witty comparison. <laughs> How'd you like me now? <laughs> We're going it's through true. the worst constitutional crisis in American history since the one ten minutes ago.
4: <laughs> it's given him a bit of impulse. he's got yeah. this classic style, he'll basically sort of insult kids and then he'll say he's a great bloke and then he'll say yeah. he's an idiot and then he'll say we've done a deal with him he, it's well, a sort of the genius. Theresa May uh, flip flop it's great yeah. you did a
3: fantastic job you're an amazing person and no one could have done what you and uh, you, you made a real mess of this two <laughs> weeks later a great guy a loser a great guy a loser <laughs> let's call the whole thing off <laughs>
8: <up.
3: laughs> now um, have you been working on your Jeremy Hunt it's, it's one that I was wondering about <laughs> yeah you know. it's a difficult one you'll, to, you'll be to hoping. pull off <laughs> yes, isn't it, it, it
13: yeah. is a little bit you have to sit down and I go, right, what we got to work with here, what we got to work with. His interview style is a little bit like an apologetic football manager in many ways. <laughs> There's something sort of apologetic and trying to keep control of the situation in his general body language. But you never know when inspiration mm. will strike you. And uh, just a couple of days ago, I was in a post office and a, a bolt of inspiration. That's how to do it. That's how to decode Jeremy Hunt. Mm. I heard a voice. Cashier number four, please.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
13: Cashier number two, please. That's him. That's Jeremy Hunt. Wow. I mean, Boris, though,
3: of course, hes it's a richer seam, I would imagine. There's more to go at. There's almost too much.
13: Yeah. Almost uh, the, uh, you know, the two-speed uh, Boris where he is uh, in this kind of mood, uh, thinking, right, OK, I have to try to at least sound prime ministerial, and uh, it really boils down <laughs> to he can only get one word out at a time with this uh, level of concentration, but it's never far away from... Dah!
3: Nonsensical Boris bounds through. That's
13: incredible! That's yeah, so well, right? brilliant.
3: Um, now we often ask you, as, as we talk sport, you, yeah. you do have a few great sporting yeah. impressions in your locker, John. Don't you? The one we always ask you, but the one that we cannot believe is coming from your frame is <laughs> is Frank Bruno. Oh, it's well, otherworldly well, almost, <laughs> almost, isn't it? It's it's. I,
13: I love listening to um, to sporting impressions. You know, mm-hmm. Darren Farley who does all oh, the sports. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, He's fantastic and, and and Connor as well who does so many wonderful sporting mm. uh, characters I started out on, on the 90s boxers you no know, very definitely Frank I've just got to you know, push it way <laughs> down into my you know into my diaphragm down there <laughs> no that's it I'm happy with it now happy with that now <laughs>
3: you've done that for Frank I take you. I imagine he likes it doesn't
13: oh, he he's, yeah. he's yeah. absolutely wonderful with it. it it brings out a bit more Bruno ness in yeah. you know.
4: Frank he, he plays along with it. You I, know. I, I do a thing where I, uh, I, listen to, I, I listen to Match, I watch Match of the Day, I record the manager, and then I try and do his voice Either with him or just a, set, a second after his sentence, yeah. it's absolutely useless. Yeah, they, they all they
3: all sound a bit like Joe
4: Gladwin, don't
3: they? The old the old actor from the, the past, oh, or Mister Kipling. W-
13: it was a game of two arms. It were <laughs> <laughs> if we'd have said we'd be four points off playoff positions at start of the
4: season, we'd have taken it. Franco yeah. Zola is actually Italian Joe Gladwin. He is Italian
3: Joe Gladwin. Listen to Joe Gladwin with an Italian accent. Are there any any of the really particularly? Enjoying are there some you say I get on? T- I can't wait to do that in Den Ringers tonight, or get get to Edinburgh and do that one. You do you, en- do you really kind of enjoy it? Oh, I I, I can
13: remember um, you know the, the first time I watched Andy Murray, um, and hmm. you know that sense of great oh, yeah. hope, which he's, he still has. Yeah, he still has. You know, Tim Henman had been sort of been sounding a little bit like Jack D, uh, yeah. as Alistair pointed out. Was, yeah, you know that kind of sound. Yeah, yeah, and then like Andy came in with this like unmistakable, <laughs> and I thought that is so recognisable. <laughs> We are going to use that for many many years to come, <laughs> and he's 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 still um, he's still he's just so instantly recognisable and an impersonator's dream, really. <laughs> it's good stuff.
3: That's, I, I could, you kind of like we said. Oh, I suppose all, all impressions. There's a kind of the cheese and tomato of the pizza base. You can add a little bit of Sean Connery in there. I suppose that feeds into Andy Murray, and and uh, a little bit of. Um, William Haig as well. They said yes. they're they kind of they blend. It's like it's yes. like a mix.
13: Now it? we could look at those all individually. So sure. yeah. yes, the Sean sound would be across here. And <laughs> uh, the, the William Haig sound would be <laughs> like that and mix them together and of course. See? So. It's,
3: just, it's, it. it's just I think sometimes we have talked says, about this.
4: And he just says mine are all John Arlott bass. Yeah,
3: no, but you can you can hear you can hear that kind of how you arrive at that and the kind of yeah, the, the roadie maybe the subconscious road. Uh, to it oh exactly well. it's like mixing a little cake mix it and, is um, yeah, yeah
4: do you ever use it I mean on the phone do you ever use sort of you know, if you, you want to fool somebody, or you, or if you're dealing with somebody that's annoying, that you might
3: we fancy a table in a restaurant. and <laughs> yeah, It's, it's Johnny Culture. That, it hasn't
4: worked in, in
13: any way, really. Yeah. I used to, I used to, I used to do, uh, you know, have a. I used to enjoy certain things like that. My my favourite, and I'll will still do it now, is if the doorbell goes, and you can see in the little inter- intercom screen, it might be somebody wanting to read the Bible to you, or whoever yeah. rings the doorbell. And I, I will always uh, I will always employ Tom Baker's Doctor Who. <laughs> 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 or perhaps Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> say, I'm sorry I cannot speak to you at this time I have something of great importance to take care of something that involves the whole future of your species and it's just it's... To watch them on
3: the little mo- intercom monitor, mischievously amusing that, Have you been asked in the past to basically play the part of someone to kind of a one man show, to actually kind of inhabit somebody for say an hour or something Have you done that in the past or yes, thought of
13: doing that? I've done that? a few dramas like yeah. that uh, actually, I, I played David Bowie um, in a, a, a drama for the World Service, um, oh, wow. which was an amazing thing to do. I mean, mm. I've always been a great Bowie fan, but to study him and really get into mm. his thoughts... What sort feelings. of
3: vintage Bowie? What sort of era was this you were playing? Uh, it,
13: it was actually set during the time he was recording his final album, uh, Black oh, Star. I oh, thought wow. he was a bit Tony
4: Newley. I thought he had a yeah. bit of that He again. did have a little bit of that going on. The
13: final be? take, it was, it mm. was called. And um, I remember just stumbling across a, a YouTube clip And it was this wonderful piece of wisdom from David Bowie. And he said, Mm -hmm. you know, if you feel comfortable in your job, you're probably not in the right, you're probably not working in the right area. Always go a little further into the water than you feel you're capable of being in. Go a little bit out of your depth. And when you feel your feet aren't quite touching the bottom, then you're just about in the right place to do something exciting. Wow! Oh, that's oh, what a great piece of wisdom. Yes, yes.
3: <laughs> you've uh, got Eamon Holmes here at Talk Radio. You do a bit of Eamon? Uh, yeah,
13: that's great. Uh, let's take a look. It's uh,
3: just coming up to a quarter
13: to four right now. <laughs> These yeah. are the latest sporting stories with Hoxby and Jacobs. This is what we're talking uh, about. So we are. So with
3: Dead Ringers, so you've got to... Jan on hand as well for some sort of brilliant uh, women. She do, do, I mean, I, I see that part of the set, Teresa May, I take it you don't do Theresa. Jan does. does yes, she? Jan, Jan does, Jan does. Yeah.
13: Um, and she's made these wonderful observations. Jan will miss Teresa May. I know she, she was rather, mm. I think she was rather emotional when Mrs May was making her re- mm. re- resignation speeches and so on. You, you do get quite attached to your characters yeah. in a way. And Jan pointed out this um, the sort of two tones to Teresa May's voice. Diplophonic is the word? Yes, that is it that is a word, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
4: yeah. Never been used on Talksport uh, before. No, it's the it's first. It's yes, a I first. think that
13: would be that would be a great uh, Mister Eubank word. is <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's a
4: diplo- diplophonic to, to speak in way.
3: <laughs> is there one you miss, finally, uh, John? we get with. Is there one you think they're, they're kind of they're at this? Probably one or two you can't do anymore that you used to do back in the day for reasons we won't go into. Yes. But um, then they're, they're probably some that you never get the opportunity to do that you think you know I do, just now and again, just get out my system.
13: Yep, Tony Blair was interesting. Way. You know, slightly Dalek-like, in a way. Uh, the aforementioned George W. <laughs> but there are those, you know, the the, the 90s yeah. boxers, which are a great <clears throat> favourite of mine. And uh, because they come through uh, as pundits and commentators mm. now. You know, hey, Lennox Lewis will always go, oh, boy, hey, you know, look, uh, Josh was going to come right back from this. You know, I remember, you know, bouts that I had were, hey, oh, boy, you can get caught out, but he has the professionalism and, uh, and the, the <laughs> farsightedness. He will come through and be better for it that that's what the sport of boxing is all about <laughs>
3: did you ever do nigel ben in that sort of era oh listen you know definitely
13: definitely <laughs> look you know i've got that's the punching power to completely outfox doug de you know listen, you know hit him with the one punch he'll take the punch you've got to come in with the succession of blows but i went out there and i i stopped him and i'm proud that i stopped
3: him. <laughs> <laughs> well that is
4: it the best of the clips the best of uh, the interviews of the mm. year. Um, we should thank all the TalkSport presenters. The we other presenters who contribute to this section that yes, people so where to would enjoy we so much.
3: where <laughs> would we be without... we clipless, basically. <laughs> yeah, there would
4: be no clips of the there week. There
3: would be no clips. So, uh, and thanks to all of our guests throughout the year. Uh, I'll be back on the 2nd of January with Max Rushton and then on the 3rd with Charlie Baker. Andy, you'll be rejoining me the following Monday.
4: I'll be back on the 6th of January. Sensational.
3: Yes. So, look, we hope you all have a fantastic... Christmas and a wonderful uh, new year, and we will catch up with you in 2020. Thanks so much for listening this afternoon.